Episode 537 of the PlayStation Nation Podcast with you. I'm Glenn, along with Josh's replacement for the week, the first motherfucking MJC. When everyone is unavailable, I'm here. (laughs) Well, but you're one of the only ones that on staff that has a good microphone that we know. I mean, Jason and Andy obviously have microphones for their podcast, and they could always do it, but nobody responded. Uh, yeah. Dave Dave is out at a thing, so he's not around because he has a good mic. But I think that's it for people. Like Sean's like, well, I could do it on my phone. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, and then Sam was out of town. No, Sam works uh, second shift now. Oh, okay, okay. Because I said he should just record from work. I thought he had this awesome job. Oh yeah, the the data life, data life, hashtag yeah. data life. <laughs> so uh, this week, uh, in between all the wrestling talk. We've got some new releases, a few news items, what we're playing and watching. Oh, excuse me. What's going on around PS Nation? A uh, little note on Warhawk Wednesday, uh, because the next few weeks is me going to Indiana Jones movies, at least this week and next week. Uh, MJC's here, so let's review Lawbreakers. And then I'll be doing a review for Uncharted Lost Legacy, which I just finished a couple of days ago. And then You lucky bastard. Maybe a couple emails if uh, if I can find some because that's usually Josh's job, and I you know he he doesn't tell me what he does so I I don't know how to find emails. <laughs> All right, well before we get to the wrestling talk because I'm sure you're gonna have a lot of it, let's do the housekeeping. Housekeeping, housekeeping, go away. I come in anyway? No, go away. I come in anyway. So a lot of different ways to find us on the internet. Uh, obviously, you want to go to psnation.com. You can find all the reviews, uh, maybe a couple news items if we post them. Uh, different stuff like that up on the website. But also you can look over to the right side of the front page, find the Contact Us section. And you can like shoot us an email either by hitting that Contact Us button or shoot it to p- podcast at psnation.com. You can find our Twitter info, which if you want to follow Josh for whatever for all your Lego talk... You can go to PJF Josh. Uh, I'm at Torgo PSN. What's yours, MJC? At the first MJC. Uh, first with the one, right? Yes. Yes. There you go. And of course, the main account at PS Nation. You can also find our Skype info there if you want to leave us a voicemail. You can find our PSN accounts uh, if you want to add us. Just please throw a little message in there that says PS Nation or whatever, and uh, we know that you're not just some random weirdo. Which the the random weirdo that I was talking about last week that I friended unfriended me, so I thought oh, that no. was a little funny. I, they probably just did that to see my trophies because people I are seem, weird like that. I have my trophies completely private, like even friends can't see them. Well, we we have to do that sometimes. Like well, sometimes we get a review game, and it's rare, but sometimes they'll actually ask us like, "You need to block your trophies." Yeah, th- I had to do that for Fallout Four, and I just never turned it back on. <laughs> eh, whatever. I think I only have mine open to my friends. I don't have them public. So, and actually, oh, yeah. when I was when I was playing Uncharted, I uh, I had to go find. There's a mechanism now that you can hide a specific game from everybody. Oh yeah, that was with the last firmware. Yeah, so I actually went in and blocked that because somebody saw it. And I'm like, oh shit, um, because I didn't know if I was supposed to anybody was supposed to know or not. So I went and blocked it and deleted the the little post that got made and everything. Like, you know, Glenn played or Torgo played Uncharted for the first time. I was like, uh. So, yeah, it works. I didn't get any uh, you bastard messages or anything. I mean, not not because of Uncharted. I get the regular ones, but I didn't get the Uncharted ones saying, you know, you're a bastard for playing that. Or you're, uh, you're a pussy because you played Warhawk. Yeah. 
I still love that I got a message from somebody else on that same server. Oh call, god, calling me a that, pussy or whatever. Yeah, that was, that was great. That was awesome. That was that was such a great capper for the night. Um, and then you can also find our forums over at psnation.com. Just hit the forums button or go to psnation.com slash forums. You can also find us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash psnation page or do a search for PlayStation Nation and like our page over there. And uh, last but not least, you know, we, 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 we have bills to pay, yo. We got hosting bills for the website, for the podcast files, for our... Uh, you know, all of Josh's elaborate outfits that he has to wear now. You know, he's on vacation at Hershey, Pennsylvania. He was, like, trying to get me to get him, like, a full-size Hershey's Kiss costume. And I said, no, we're not doing that. He wanted it, like, diamond-encrusted. It was it was crazy. But I said, no, we can't do that. We have other things to spend our money on, like real PS Nation things to spend our money on. The trophy wife doesn't get everything. I'm cutting so, her off. So tickets to SummerSlam? Tickets. Huh? <laughs> you, you get nothing. No. You get nothing, sir. Uh, so all we ask, we don't have a Patreon or anything, but all we ask is that you go over to psnation.com, hit, hit the affiliate store links banner that's on the right side of the front page, or left side of the front page, and we've got links for a bunch of different online stores like Amazon, Best Buy, Walmart, uh, Barnes & Noble, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, if you hit the, our link to go to that store, you do any shopping, we get a little piece of the action of whatever you you buy. Doesn't change anything on your end of the deal. No, you know, no price difference, no no look change, nothing like that. But uh, it helps us pay our bills, and and we really appreciate it. So, I actually found a used Elgato HD60 Pro because we've been streaming so much lately. I found a used one on eBay for a really good price. So that's what that money paid for. I actually got it really cheap. <laughs> I was expecting it to show up and be like just an empty box. But it actually showed up today. I just haven't put it in there yet. Nice. Can't, can't wait. It's going to be cool. Uh, yeah. So that's well, and that. And we got the Twitch affiliation. So if um, if you have Amazon Prime, you know, please just go over to Twitch.com. Create an account on Twitch. Link it to your Amazon like Josh did last week on the podcast. And um, just please subscribe to our channel. It's free. It doesn't cost you nothing. We get a little money out of it. And it's just another way for us to pay our bills. So, And thanks to all, to all the people that did that so far. We, we actually had a pretty good response. Yeah, it's been a nice steady pace. Yeah, really cool. So uh, I guess that's it. we got to get to the new releases now. So MJC gets to take that from, uh, from Josh this week. And I probably won't do as good of a job as Josh because I had to like, struggle to f- find them. <laughs> well, I think he just makes them up. Ah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So what'd you find? Okay, so releasing starting August 22nd. Yeah. We have Uncharted, The Lost Legacy. I've heard of that game. Yeah, here it's supposed to be uh, a video game. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Wait, aren't we, supposed to, uh, aren't we supposed to boycott it because it's two women? Yes, we are, are supposed actually. to totally gamergate it and, and totally be dicks about it because it's two women. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I can't wait to see those tweets because oh, I shake my head. It just sucks because it's almost a given that it's going to happen. I know. It's, it's like, find a new niche. Seriously. Find a new thing. Yeah, Don't be, be a hateful bitch. How about that? Be angry about, like, bigger things. Be, yeah, be angry about much bigger things. There's more <laughs> things to be angry about than women or hey if you don't want to play as a woman just skip that game there you can you play the yeah. other game coming out that 
that day, uh, Madden. <laughs> what? There's Madden yeah. in that game? Wow. Yeah, there's there's a lot of dudes in that game. If you like dudes, like I got a game for you. <laughs> and this one stars the most important dude in the world, Tom Brady. Cause, uh, Tom Brady. Yep, God gift to football. Well, he is. Yeah, so it um, doesn't really so, matter that that he's in a really really weak division and they put a ton of money behind him like every team should. Uh, yeah, I dare you to say that Tom Brady to Tom Brady and look into his eyes. What does he care? You'll get lost in his eyes. You well, can't I'm, say that I'm shit sure to him. I would because he's Tom Brady. I love so, the shit that he did in uh, Ted Two. By the way, it was pretty fu- pretty funny. I didn't see Ted Two. Ted Two was actually pretty good. It wasn't as good as the first one, but. Uh, they did some hilarious stuff in the third act. I mean, it's it's still really funny. It just didn't have the same pace as the first one. Hmm. Um, but Tom Brady's in in about a good three or four minute, five minute section of it early on, and it's it's pretty hilarious. So uh, this this edition, I, I just realized the one that's coming out on the twenty second is the Goat Edition, the greatest of all time. Yeah, and that's the eighty dollar one. So if you that's the only way to play it on the twenty second, right. Because the real version comes out three days later. <laughs> and the funny thing uh, is, they just sent that Goat Edition to Josh today because he's reviewing the game. But it doesn't really say what it adds. Uh, I will click the link and pull that up. Just to see if it gives us a little bit of detail. Um, so it comes with um, NFL team packs, 12 packs. All right. Card um, packs. Yep, it looks like it's just a bunch of like card pack stuff. Boy, they are really pushing those cards, but apparently they're doing well. Yeah. I know they do well on FIFA because you see streams out there of people just opening packs for like an hour. So, all right. I can't get into uh, it. They have that stuff in MLB The Show, and I can't get into it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was tempted to try it. I think I opened up like one or two packs, and I was like, all right, I'm going back to <laughs> doing what I actually enjoy doing. I stopped collecting car uh, like baseball and football cards years ago. So, yeah, the last time I bought a pack of cards was when LeBron James got drafted. Oh jeez. I I was still a teen at that time, so Is that when he I, still had like those really cruddy looking teeth? Cuz when he came out of high school, his, yeah, when he came out of high school, his teeth were rancid. Cuz everybody was saying like, "Whoa, if he's going to be a star in the or in the NBA, he's got to really Get those things <laughs> fixed See, up. And, and he had to choose: fix your teeth and lose a hairline. He couldn't have both. <laughs> well, teeth are a little bit easier to like fix and maintain than hairline. I mean, there's a hey. certain point where the hairline is just—it's gone no matter what you do, unless you get plugs every two months. He's got the money. Uh, he does have the money. Yes. Yes. Um, he does. So, other releases for that week would be the Escapist Two. Nice. That comes out the 22nd, and then on the 25th, we have two more games to join the standard edition of Madden, you know, the, the peasant version. <laughs> yes, the peasant version. It's essentially a demo. We have, <laughs> uh, I think, a game either you or Chaz would be interested in, F1 2017. Yeah, it, it's really funny, because I, I, I've been playing F1 2016, and I'm actually getting into it pretty well, and I've been very interested in 2017, and... Three, four months ago, PR was saying, hey, we want to get you an early build of it so that you can do some stuff with it, and it never happened. <laughs> so every week I'm like, hey, what's going on with that? I really want to try this out. And then I saw it was coming out next week. I'm like, oh, hey, can we get it for review? So I even went 
and got my other steering wheel this week, this last weekend. So I can actually have a steering wheel in my office. So I can do streams with it and everything. So I'm ready. My body's ready. It's waiting on Square Enix. Uh, no, F1 is uh, Codemaster, so that's Deep Silver. Oh, uh, GameStop has Square Enix listed. Oh, well, they're wrong. I think they're wrong. Pretty sure that's Deep Silver. Uh, sometimes Square partners with Deep Silver for Europe. So who knows? Yeah, I know they... Yeah, you're right. But Yeah, huh. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, GameStop has them listed for Deep... Uh, for, uh, for Square... Yeah, and then finally we have Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm Legacy. Ooh, by the way, it's Deep Silver. It is Deep Silver. Okay, yeah. GameStop, you fucked up. They fucked up. Yeah, and then like I said, finally it's Naruto, another Naruto game. Sure, but those are popular. Yep, they're pretty good. I played a couple of them, not all the way through, but I played a couple of them. I don't like the anime. I, I, I don't. I, I think the only anime I've ever actually like sat down to watch is Akira. I just I'm not an anime guy. Yeah, it doesn't I, I, interest me. I've only been interested in like One Punch Man, uh, Attack on Titan, and uh, or on High School Host Club. Mm. Yeah. You're on the you're on the wrong podcast. You you should be talking to Jason and Andy. I did talk to them about some <laughs> some uh, some like Oron at least. Oh boy. Oh boy! All right, all right. Uh, so first up, uh, we're going to be talking about some pinball FX3 because, like, the day after the podcast came out last week, they announced uh, the three or three of the launch tables with pinball FX3, uh, and they look pretty damn cool. So they're all from Universal uh, Pictures, Universal Classics, it's called. And we're getting three tables based on E.T., the Extraterrestrial, Jaws, and Back to the Future trilogy. And I was playing this today. <laughs> Can't talk about it right now, but I was playing this today. So, uh, and actually, uh, I'm going to be doing a live stream on Friday, but I can only show one of the older tables. I can't show the Universal stuff yet uh, because they have to get permission from the uh, IP holder. So I'm just going to be showing one table, but... Uh, I'm going to be able to show you guys the new interface, all the new features, and holy shit, they've really gone balls out with this. So, um, yeah. Because I don't have time to write a preview since I've been writing the Uncharted stuff and i got to edit everything. But uh, I did get permission today to live stream on Friday. So check it out, twitch.tv slash psnation. I would think around 6 o'clock central on Friday. But yeah, I can't say if I like it or not. Nope. <laughs> but uh it looks really good the 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 trailer included was for et uh they say that they have some more announcements coming up uh still no idea of a release date uh or even a window at this point uh so dates date is still to be announced i think they're waiting on some of the ip holders but um yeah uh we're gonna start seeing some some good information roll out for this and hopefully We'll have it all by Extra Life. Maybe we can throw a two-hour thing in there for Pinball FX3. Be cool, because there are some multiplayer uh, uh, features included now that make things a lot easier than it used to be. They're going to do some leaderboard challenges for, for charity. Yeah. you. Well, I mean, I think you can even do like up to four-player online, uh, but it's a little bit easier than it was on, on the last game. 
Um, I don't know. I haven't really seen all the details yet, and I only got to play one table. Or I played two tables today because uh, it was right before we were getting ready to do this. So I haven't really had a lot of time to dig my fingers fingers in yet. But uh, yeah, it's exciting. Getting a new platform and get some new tables. It's cool. So cool. Uh, no price announced yet, no, no release date, so we'll keep our eyes and ears open for that one. I tried to get it out of Mel when he was on the show, but he was tight-lipped. He's a professional. He is a professional. <laughs> All right, on to the next one. All right, so Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen is coming to the PS4 Ooh. Uh, on October 3rd. Uh, that's the UK release date. Uh, there's nothing listed for the US just yet. But it's probably going to be around the same same window. Yeah. Um, so Dark Arisen is basically the the uh, the HD version of normal Dragon's Dogma. <laughs> uh, so it's being ported over from the PS3. Uh, they didn't go too into detail on text uh, text specs. Uh, this says improved high resolution visuals. Yeah. Well, I think I think Dark Arisen itself was was a uh, was an expansion. Originally, yeah, I believe so. So this is basically the full game plus the Dark Arisen stuff, uh, all in one package. And then, yeah, they say they're like um, better textures, etc. But they yeah, like you said, they haven't really given us any good details. Yeah, and like the uh, official press release, which is on uh, the site, it just says high uh, improved high resolution visuals. Uh, and that's that's pretty much it. There's a trailer on the site, so you can at least take a look at how the game looks. And get ready for October 3rd. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, Dragon's Dogma fans should be happy. Yeah, is is that other Dragon's Dogma ever happening? Because they announced one at TGS like three years ago. But wasn't that like a free-to-play or something? Boy, I don't remember that part of it. Yeah, I remember, I remember a Dragon's Dogma announcement. Yeah, yeah I've, I haven't heard a damn thing. I was just looking through my email and I don't see anything from anyone. Yeah, like I that was like TGS like at least three years ago. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> I think it was actually at my house back then. Yeah. <laughs> That's how long ago it was. All right. Uh this next one is very exciting for me. Uh another reason for me to get back into this one. Got so many damn good games to play. Uh E Valkyrie uh is getting a new expansion called Warzone, which is the first major expansion for the game coming on September twenty sixth. So this is bringing a lot of new stuff, uh, including the fact that you don't need uh, PSVR anymore. You don't need a VR headset anymore. You can play it like a regular space shooter with your with your big display. So that opens this game up for a lot more people. I'm I'm interested to see how it's going to play without not being able to move your head around, you know, to to spot your enemies and everything. But it's actually kind of exciting because I would play it without the VR headset every now and then when I don't want to go through the process of you know oh, hook up. I gotta hook up my PSVR, you know, so I gotta get behind the PS4 and find the HDMI port and get everything hooked up. Um, yeah, you know, fat guy problems. <laughs> but uh, let's see. The problem is this doesn't give. Okay, here's the new features. Uh, each ship within a class will now have more distinctive role to play. So they're they're kind of uh, the ships already kind of have a, a different role like it, it's kind of like a lot of the games you see where you have a tank and you have a a stealthy one or a sniper class so, so the different classes but it looks like they're they're trying to differentiate those a lot more uh new weapons and abilities 
including a powerful ship-specific ultra ability that, when timed correctly, can turn the course of the battle. I wonder what that means. Pilots will be able to explore a new modular progression system that introduces multiple new modifications for each ship. So they're doing a branching system, it looks like. Uh, And then Warzone introduces a brand new extraction game mode, which is basically capture the flag in outer space. That is something that I saw today that really interested me. Uh, let's see. Also featuring two new, two new maps, Fleet, which is a Sisters of Eve space station and Outpost, a mysterious drifter base that will bring even more aspects of the rich Eve universe to the world of the Eve Valkyrie. So, and a new reward system, which is pretty cool. Uh, let's see. Removal of gold and the reduction of surplus silver. You'll earn XP per ship and use only XP to craft a modification for that ship. Oh, sounds like they're simplifying it a little bit. Nice. So this is really cool. Uh, coming, what did I say? September. Man, this is a big-ass post. September 26th. I believe this is a free update. Uh, they, they don't talk about cost anywhere in here. But uh, I, li- I like the fact that they're opening that up for people that don't have VR. Because uh, it'll be good to have more people in there to play with. Yeah, I definitely. It's been one of those games I've I've played at trade shows on and off the last like two three years, but I don't have a PSVR, so I'd definitely be interested in it. Yeah, I I really love the game. Uh, you have it definitely has a steep learning curve though, not like Dust Five Fourteen because that was a ridiculous learning curve. But once you get over that hump and start feeling a little more comfortable with it, it's a lot of fun. So yeah, I'm definitely interested in this. All right, yeah. this last one is huge. Yeah, speaking of stuff in space. And I kept hearing uh, the rumor about this last thing on the list, and I didn't want to say anything just in case it was wrong. Oh, yeah, but even... (laughs) So we'll we'll, we'll get to it. Okay, so No Man's Sky is being updated to version 1.3. It's called Atlas Rises, and it's adding a ton of new content. Yeah, and actually I think it's already out, by the way. Yeah, it uh, came out uh, last week. So, th- so I'm just going to go through the the list. It's it's a huge list of stuff they're adding. The to to start off, they're adding 30 hours of story. Jeez, like 30 hours, like that that is ridiculous. Uh, they describe it as a branching story with deep deeper lore. Nice, which is something like I reviewed No Man's Sky, and I did wish there was more story. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I'm interested. I've been actually tempted to return to No Man's Sky just because it's changed so much. Since I'm actually I, like reviewed the game. I'm actually thinking about starting over. Yeah, I think I would have to at this point, just because yeah. I haven't played it in a year. I, 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 yeah. I mean, I have it for PC as well, and I've obviously never played it. But it's loaded on my new PC. I just, I'd rather play it on PS4, and you know, get a little it bit probably, easier. Yeah, it probably has DualShock 4 uh, support. It actually does. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so they are also adding procedurally generated gilded missions or nice. guild missions, uh, deeper interstellar trading. Uh, star systems will have a varying wealth of conflict and economies. Uh, they are overhauling space combat, which would be great just because space combat kind of got repetitive. A little bit, yeah. But a lot uh, of games like that get repetitive. Even like X Wing and Tie Fighter, and those really really good games, they would get repetitive after a while. Yeah, but I think uh, in No Man's Sky, from what I remember, you kind of hit that repetitive wall a little quicker than some other games. Mm. Um, then they're adding portals and stargates for quick travel. Which is huge. Yeah, especially because with the last patch, they let you make a home base. And the fact that you can now make multiple bases and traveling between them would be so much easier. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, terrain uh, manipulation, which is huge. It's something like they have always had, like, you can always manipulate the terrain before, but now it seems to be uh, you can use it to help build your bases, make them more compl- complex, which right. would be great. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, new farming and mining interactions, that's a huge part of the game, so it's great that they're changing that up a little bit. Um, see, I'm just trying to go over the big ones, because there's uh, they made changes to the visor and discovery. Uh, they made improvements to the maps system. Uh, they're adding new ships, uh, low altitude, uh, alti- altitude flight, which means now you have the ability to crash your ship. Because uh, if you remember, as soon as you got really low, that the game would pretty much take over for you. Yeah, yeah. So it would be kind of cool to crash your ship, except hopefully you can repair your ship pretty fast. Because if you're on the wrong planet, I don't. You'd better have a portal set up. <laughs> um, and then uh, the big one, the one you were talking about, is joint exploration. Yeah, multiplayer, folks, co-op. Yeah, uh, it doesn't sound. Huge. I feel like they're still kind of. I, I still have to check it out just to see exactly what it means. It's literally co-op. Um, it, it they're just dipping their toes in because they were very. So when I was I was hearing things a few weeks ago about oh online multiplayer online multiplayer I'm like eh, okay and it wasn't them telling me it was other people saying so- stuff and I'm like I, I just didn't think it was coming yet and then somebody said well it might just be co-op and I'm like that's kind of what I was thinking. So that's why I didn't say anything. And I said something to you guys a few days before, like, oh, I'm, that, I'm hearing this. But that's exciting. I mean, it'd be really cool to be able to go in with a friend and actually play the game with, with a friend. Yeah. It looks like um, I'm reading it says uh, allows players to see and communicate with up to 16 other travelers. Wow. So it says see and communicate. So that, that does sound like full co-op, not, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything you know, weird. So that that should that should be interesting. I should really hop back into it. But the cool thing is, it's like they say, synchronous co-op, which yes, that's huge because asynchronous, I hate, I hate it in every respect. So that that excited me quite a bit when I saw that. We should uh, get the writers together and stream returning to No Man's Sky. Our writers, yeah. <laughs> so me, you, and Dave. Yep, let's go for that. Well, Chaz, maybe, if it, it depends on the time of day or if like he wants to try to get away from his wife. Ch- Chaz doesn't sleep. <laughs> it's true. I, I can message that man any hour of the day and be like, I need a banner. And he'll, he'll have that ready. Yep, he'll just bang it out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that he actually has like multiple families. <laughs> and he's very vague about, you know, my wife this or my wife that. I think he has multiple families and he doesn't sleep. He just goes to all these different homes all the time. Poor just, Chaz. He, he goes computer to computer to make banners. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> His little banner making machine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, this, I, I seriously, I, I've been thinking about going back to this game and, and maybe even starting over, like I said. So uh, maybe I'll do that. I, I actually did buy, I pre ordered the Destiny 2 P, uh, PS4 Pro. So maybe I'll wait until I get that so I can, I can have it in my office uh, for streaming. And uh, played on the Pro because it does have some Pro enhancements, which is really cool. Yeah, I'm definitely interested to to return to it, especially since I, I never played any of the patch updates. I did, and there was some really cool shit, um, especially like the capital ships and 
the way that, that they were all set up. But I just I felt lost because it had been so long since I played it, and that's kind of the, at the point where I made that decision. Like maybe I should just start over from scratch. But I don't know if I want to do all the grinding at the beginning again. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a good point. Because eh. it, it, it it does take a couple hours before you're like up and ready. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, maybe it's easier now. Yeah, no, yeah, they've changed a lot of the game, so. Yeah, and eh, maybe we'll have to do that. You know, after I do Warhawk Wednesday, which I haven't been able to do, and maybe when I write these reviews that I'm way behind on, and oh yeah, my job, and god damn it. Yeah, and then Madden's out, which officially means the holiday season has begun. Uh, yeah. Though I don't think we've had a break at all, video game-wise, this year. No, we haven't. It's been very steady. It hasn't been as... Like, we've only gotten slammed a couple times, but it's been very, very, very steady. I think we only had about two weeks this year that we haven't had, like, a barrage of stuff to review. <laughs> During E3. Yeah. Well. But we we did get that one game that was right before E3. I'm like, really? You think anybody's going to touch this? Yeah. Yeah. No, they've got a couple games like that, like, during E3 or, like, a week before E3. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. It's a good problem to have. It is. It's a very good problem to have. I just don't want it anymore. <laughs> because then I have to I have to fight for four days to get somebody to take something. Yeah. I just bought, I just bought the raw hard drive, I guess, because I have a four terabyte, and I feel like I'm going to fill that up by the end of the year. Eh, well, I mean, but when that gets to the top, you can start using the hard drive on your PS4. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I think that's almost full, too. <laughs> well, what will happen, though, is when you hook up that external hard drive, it'll want to transfer everything off your PS4 to that hard drive. Yeah, so when I set it up, I put the disks are still installed on the uh, internal hard drive, and then everything downloadable is on an external. Oh, there you go. Okay. Nice. You'll be fine. You're not like Josh. You're not going to fill up that hard drive just to be a douche. Oh, no. Oh, I, we're going to have everything. We're going to have it I, all. I, I seriously did that. I, I downloaded about 200 <laughs> games. Just all of I, them. I downloaded a lot of my stuff, but, I mean, there were things on that list that I knew I would never, ever, ever, ever touch. Yeah, you know, there, like the, the old there's a couple games. B. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and I didn't download like the old wrestling games or the old sports games, but everything else I downloaded. Nice. Well, why don't you tell us uh, what you've been playing the last week or so? Sure. Um, so I played a lot of video games because I went to uh, an event in Chicago called Bitbash. Yeah, I wanted to get down there and then had family stuff come up. Yeah, it, it's a it's a different type of event. It's like it's more chilled. It's all indie games. Um, it's held, uh, this year it was like downtown Chicago, kind of South Loop. Yeah. looked like an interesting space. I saw some pictures. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a nice warehouse. Uh, I went two years ago and mm. this is the, the fourth year they've done it. But two years ago they were in a really small warehouse Okay, and they had outgrown that space. Like <laughs> you wouldn't believe. Uh, and this year they're in a much bigger space. They actually had over 50 video games there. Nice. Um, and because they had the bigger space, they're not all Chicago games. They got games from all over the world. Oh, shit. Yeah, so they had a ton of games. So I basically was there for like six hours with my friend. Wow. Just like playing everything we could. Um, I made a list of like the like the notable games sure. that, uh, that I played there. So I'm just going to go through that list. Uh, the first game we played was a game called Ape Out, which is uh, my friend basically... Yeah, ape a p e out. Okay. Um, basically, my friend dubbed it Harambe's fights back. 
because uh, so basically it's like Hotline Miami with an ape. Okay. Yeah. So you're basically top down, and you're you break out of your uh, your like your your cell or whatever. Holy shit! And you are just tearing through people with shotguns. You're on a rampage with an ape that has a shotgun. No, the 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 guards all have shotguns, and you're just an ape. So you're just trying to avoid them, and then just killing them as soon as you get them. Like it, it's it's super violent and it's awesome. Like nice. you're just you're just on a rampage. That's awesome. Uh, so that that game was pr- uh, pretty cool. It was, it was one of my favorites. Like it's a really simple game. Yeah. Um, the, the only thing about Bitbash it's it's super casual, so you don't really know who, if the developer is even there or if they're <laughs> so just kind of like E three sometimes. Yeah, uh, because they have free beer, so it's like. Oh yeah. You put free beer on people in the video game industry, they're not going to do much. Yeah. Uh, so it was one of those things where like I wanted to talk to some of the people that possibly made that game, but finding anyone that actually worked on the games was kind of difficult. See, going to things like E3 is ruining you. Yeah, yeah, but but I didn't mind. Again, it was a more casual event, so I didn't want to like turn it too much into like a work thing. Sure. Um, so it, it was so casual. This next game um, is definitely a game that like I would consider like copyright hell. Okay. Because it is called Pack-A-Pawn. <laughs> okay. It is a combination of Pac-Man, Pawn, Space Invaders, and Donkey Kong. Okay. And I, and when I say, like, it it includes elements of that, I mean, like, it is a full rip of assets, basically. Jeez. So, uh, it's, a, it's a Pac-Man board, like, normal Pac-Man board. Um, and then you have two Pawn paddles, one on each end, that okay. you, you launch Pac-Man into the board and you basically once you launch him into the board uh you control his direction or you influence his direction so you want to pick up as many pellets as possible okay uh and uh then you know you hope that you get it past your opponent's paddle uh and if you do that your you know your opponent will lose uh points he's gained so you gain points from the pellets okay and uh, if he, if your opponent misses, then he loses whatever points he gained. So huh. you're basically playing a game of pawn that has to go through a Pac-Man board. So where, and is, where does the Donkey Kong slash Space Invaders element So in? you have to avoid the Space Invaders. Your paddle has okay. to avoid the Space Invaders, so you're moving right and left with like the right stick. Oh my gosh. To avoid the Space Invaders, while you're also controlling Pac-Man going through the board. And uh, occasionally, Donkey Kong will come out and throw barrels at your paddle. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it is like the biggest mess of a game, but it's actually like really fun because you're trying to control. You're, you're you're trying to keep calm under all the craziness that's happening on the board. And sure. it, it's just so weird, but it's definitely one of those games that like it's probably not going to get an official release. So uh, hopefully they put it online for free somewhere. Because it's you're you're definitely not going to see that on a PS4 or Xbox. Jesus, yeah. I wonder if it's one of those instances where it's more of a proof of concept, and then if the developer figures out, hey, this might work, then they'll change the assets to not be licensing hell. Yeah, they'll they'll, they'll lawyer up, yeah. find a way to yeah take some pixels off the space invaders to make them not the space invaders. Exactly. Like that's one thing you don't really want to do is try to go against Nintendo on their IPs. They'll go broke fighting you. Yeah. Uh so so it was a it was a cool game. Um 
Another game that was there um, was a game that spoke to me specifically. It was called Wrestling with Emotions. <laughs> it is a it's a wrestling dating sim. Okay. So you create a wrestler, uh, and you go on speed dates with other wrestlers to find your perfect match. Oh my god! So you basically it's a you know it's a dating sim. So you're just like asking them questions of like what is your perfect match? What would you wear? Uh, <laughs> what position would you have me in? This, this sounds like an offshoot of that Dream Daddies game. It felt very much like that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's really funny. Uh, again, a lot of these games, I don't know, like, there's a couple games that I know will be coming out for console, but games like this is definitely one of the ones where it's just like, I don't know if that's passing cert. But definitely look up video of it. It's like the visuals are very crude and it's just a weird game. Nice. Uh, uh, I'm just going to go through these quickly. Um, uh, another game we found was uh, You Must Be 18 or Older, which is basically a uh, text adventure game uh, that takes place during the AOL days. Okay. Uh, your family leaves you at home and you need to try and look at porn as fast as you can before <laughs> your family gets home. <laughs> uh, it, it was really great because like, they, they captured like the feeling of like old school, early 90s AOL internet. So where basically the entire time you're just like constantly looking through like you're just basically going from page to page of just like, oh, I want to go to this site. And then you're picking different type of categories uh, of like hentai or bukkake or girl on girl. Oh. Um, there was a uh, there was one I didn't even know uh, called scat. Uh, um, heard the word. Yeah. Um, I, looked I, had asked, up, I actually I had looked asked it up friend, one time. I had asked my friend, and it was what I thought it was. Yeah, I... Yeah. 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 So if you want to Google that right now... Uh, no, listeners. don't. Don't. Don't do it. Uh, it's scat. Um, so so in the entire time that you're, uh, you're like, looking up stuff, there's something on the screen that gets bigger and bigger that says, look behind you. So the, mm. the deeper you get, the more it's saying, like, look behind you, please look behind you. And each yeah. time you look behind you, it's basically your character, like, checking to see if the family's home yet. Right, right. So it's this constant paranoia of just, like, you want to see more, <laughs> but you know you have to look behind you or you're going to get caught and it's going to be game over. Oh, man. Uh, and it's funny because, like, uh, it has images of, you know, all the, act, the, the sex acts that are happening, but it's oh. super, but it's, like, super pixelated. Okay. So it's just like if you you know like trying to download a JPEG in like sure. 1994. Right? So, so like the images you can barely tell what's going on, but there's enough of an image there that you're like, oh, okay, that's what's happening right now. When having an imagination still meant something. Exactly. Yes. When you had to watch scrambled television. Yeah. 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 I can um, see a boob. So so again, that that's a game. Uh, don't expect that to be on consoles. <laughs> Um, then there was, a uh, another game that this will probably never be released anywhere. It's called, uh, Thousand Button Project. Okay. This is a game where, uh, each player has 49, it's a fighting game. Each player has 49 buttons. What the fuck? And each button does something different. Some of them will do fighting moves. Other buttons will mess with, like, the background or drop objects into the, 
to the map and it's just basically button mash like crazy because you have 49 buttons in front of you so you're just trying to hit whatever you can to win the match do the buttons like change every time or something or uh i played like a couple rounds and it felt like they kind of changed uh, i mean that makes sense because you could just memorize the the buttons that do something and you know what i mean yeah it, it changes uh per match it seems jeez so it's impossible to master so basically it was just people just slamming their hands on this fight stick that was gigantic hitting as many buttons as possible just slapping all the buttons it was it was really dumb fun but it was it was really cool and the funny thing is that joystick was still probably smaller than the original xbox controller (laughs) i was surprised like how small it was for like having 49 buttons per player sure it was just on the same fight stick i guess oh my gosh yeah um in terms of games that will probably release on like console and are more polished there was like two games in particular that caught my eye uh the first one is called shut up and slam jam karate basketball i've seen something on that i just can't remember what uh so it's a it's a basically a basketball game but you can do karate moves in it yes yeah it's like it's like it looks like an old school you know like nintendo game basically it's like kind of pixelated but it's that it's that type of throwback art that you know it's like there's no way you could have done this art back then i wonder if i saw it at psx maybe uh it might have been actually it it sounds familiar yeah so this is basically a basketball game but you can do you're basically beating the crap out of your opponent to try and score the basketball uh (laughs) that was cool because uh the developers are there and they actually had commentators on like a, a bullhorn oh god so they're just like was doing it, a commentary. Was it, uh, was it the dude from the Xbox conference? No, it wasn't Jethro Tull. Jethro Tull, yeah. God, I want to know if that's Jethro Tull's real name. Uh, there's a lot of douchey parents in the world, Mike. Oh, uh, what if his middle name's Aqualon? <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're going to do it, do it. Eh, it's probably Zeppelin or something stupid. <laughs> Uh, so, so that was a fun game. That actually felt like a game that's like, this can actually come to consoles of all the games I played there. Of this, like, oh, this can actually happen. And I believe they, it is coming to consoles, but it's under that, like, they don't want to name specific platforms. Yeah. Uh, and then the other game was a game my friend actually, like, fell in love with called Tunic. Uh, that one I know I've heard of. Yeah, this one, they announced it at E3 at, like, the, the PC press conference that no one watches. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But... But they announced that it was coming to consoles in 2018. So this is basically a, a Zelda game with Dark Souls combat. Yeah. I think, so, well, because I watched part of that PC thing later on. And yeah. I think I remember seeing it there. Yeah. Yeah, you, you play like a cute little fox character, and it's like top down like an old school Zelda game. It's a 3D world, but it's, you know, the Zelda style, the old, the old Zelda style. Uh, nice. my, my friend ended up playing that game for about an hour. Holy crap. Because he wanted to beat the boss, and he kept seeing people fail to beat the boss. <laughs> uh, so he just kept trying and trying, like, the rest of the night, and then he finally was able to get it by glitching the boss. Nice. Yeah, he was able to get the boss to follow him to, like, a river, and then he rode out of the way for the boss to fall into the river. <laughs> and that was, like, the only way he was able to beat the boss. So... I, I just, while you were talking, I, I googled Jethro Tull Shoutcaster or something. Yeah. And the first thing that comes up is a thing on Giant Bomb. It says, E3 2017, Jethro Tull yells at you during the Darwin Project. <laughs> <laughs> and all the comments are like, stop yelling at me! <laughs> God, 
that was just like the weirdest like <laughs> well, i just love all you guys were, were saying oh glenn's gonna love this oh yeah dude that was that spoke to you yeah it's did something for me <laughs> gosh uh, so um, did you get to talk to anybody about that tunic game uh no, so that was a game uh they were the developers are actually from I think Nova Scotia. Okay. So it was a game that they just uh had demoed there. Oh, okay. So there was no one there from the studio, at least that I can tell. Sure. Uh because again, like it, it, the the events were like really laid back. It's almost laid back to a fault in terms of like they have they have people like walking around that like work there. Sure. Uh but they don't really police the games. They so just there leave was, it open and yeah, hope that and nobody does anything stupid. Pretty much, yeah. So there was a couple times where me and my friend would get frustrated because there would be someone just like hogging the game forever. Yeah, uh, like my friend played Tunic like an hour, but he didn't play it an hour straight. He would come and go to it anytime it was open. But there would be other times where you would see someone on a machine for like a half hour, forty minutes, and you're just like, <laughs> "What the hell?" Well. It was almost like, you've never been to MGC, but there was one year, long time ago, that God of War 3 had come out, and I got a War 3 running on a PS3, sitting, because we usually set up a couple of PlayStations at, like, a table down in the VG Evo room. This guy literally sat down there all day one day and played God of War 3. The entire day. <laughs> just like, sat there and just... Yeah, and we even said something to him, and he, he just wouldn't leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's definitely some of that going on. It wasn't too bad though. It just happened a couple times where we just like walk by. We're like, all right, let's go play some other games. Come back, and then that dude's still playing. It's like, Jeez. oh, okay. You must yeah. really like this. No, it sucks. Yeah, it's like he probably wrote an angry NeoGaf post that night. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any other type on NeoGaf? What? Uh, that's a good point. Just, just saying. Yeah. Uh, so um, that that was pretty much like the the, the notable things at Bitbash. It's a really cool event, you know. Uh, the, it's really good to see like the the indie scene in Chicago continue to to de- develop and get bigger. Yeah. Because it was a little scary in Chicago when Midway closed down. I'm just like, oh no, there goes our video games. Well, but Iron Galaxy's there. Yeah, Iron Galaxy's um, like been around for like probably like ten years now. Oh, at least, and and that's a lot of ex Midway guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, while well, the Octodad guys are there, um, yeah, they, which I uh, think helped a few sponsor the event. Bitbash. Huh? Uh, they uh, were helped sponsored Bitbash. Right, right. Yeah. I think there were a couple there. I, I saw some posts, because, like I said, I was thinking about going, and, and I looked up tickets and everything, and then I had some stuff come up over the weekend, and I'm like, oh, I can't go. Yeah. Because uh, uh, hotels, there aren't, like, any hotels around there, either. It was a real pain in the ass finding a good hotel. Yeah, it's a, it was, it's like South Loop, so it's not, like, where the hotel right. places are. Yeah. So, uh, oh well. yeah, but um, it was pretty cool. I saw Willie there uh, from Manifold Garden. Oh, Willie Chire. Uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't get a chance to say hi to him because he had a, a little bit of a crowd around him. But he was there. He didn't. He wasn't showing the game. I know he showed the game there the last couple years. But I think he's like <laughs> he's never going to finish that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say he's like in the home stretch. I hope. Well, but now he was showing off a new uh, graphic style that was more um, kind of like. Not like not line art, but um, shit, uh, cell shading. He he decided to start messing around with that stuff. I'm like, dude, get the goddamn game out, then worry about that crap later. No, there, there there's an achievement for like most showings at E3. I, yeah, he's gonna win it. Yeah, yeah. you think you think no? Uh, um, the Last Guardian was delayed. Manifold Garden, man. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, the game continues to impress me every time I see it. Too. Yeah, me too. So, so it's just like, all right, take your time. It impresses me, and I'll buy it to help him out and to support him. Yeah. I won't play it. I am terrible at the game. So yeah, I'll mess around I, with it, but I'm not going to get too serious into it. Yeah, I, I think I've played the game like once, and then I had like Emra explain it to me because Emra, you know, like had an appointment for the game, and I was just right. like, all right, uh, I'm going to buy it, but I'm probably not going to do much with it. Right, right. Yeah. It, it is a fantastic game, though, in terms of what he's doing with the aesthetic and even the gameplay style. I mean, it's very unique and it's it's very inventive. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it'd be nice if we get it out because I think it's it's going to do him really well. Yeah, I hope. God. Yeah. He's spent so long in this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But um, so that was that was bit bash. Uh, pretty cool event. I, I would recommend uh, if you're in Chicago next year, definitely checking it out. I definitely want to try to get down there next year. I gotta yeah. focus on a little bit more and actually get my button gear and get down there. Yeah, they're actually opening up an art gallery uh, not too far from my house. Oh, nice. Uh, the video game art gallery is actually opening up soon. Nice. Uh, and it's the same people that help with BitBash, or they're a sponsor of BitBash. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so that's most of the games I've been playing. I've been playing, you know, Lawbreakers, Nidhogg 2, which I'm not ready to review Nidhogg 2 because I only had it for like two, three days now. Yeah, I played it uh, yesterday and today. It's... Yeah. It's... It's Nidhogg, but it's so weird seeing those new visuals. Yeah, yeah, and even when you like customize them, they just they just look weirder. Yeah, but it's because it's it's now almost more sixteen slash thirty two bit for the animation and everything. And even the Nidhogg itself, it's not just this big purple looking phallic symbol that flies by you. It actually, you know, it looks very thirty two bit in how they animate it now, and it was just weird. Yeah, but it's it's Nidhogg, so so far so good. Yeah, I had a blast with it. I played with, with my friends uh, locally. Nice. A couple of hours. So I, I just need to play it a little bit more. There's some things that I wish were on there that aren't, like, things from the first game that I wish were in the second game. Like, they, there's no death count after a match, which is kind of a bummer. Oh, weird. Yeah, or at least I didn't see a way to bring it up. But there's, like, because that was a fun thing of, you know, at the end of a match, you'd see how many times you died or how many times you killed your, your opponent. Right, uh, right. Th- there doesn't seem to be that in Nidhogg 2. Uh, which is which just seems weird. I'm gonna mess around with the menus because maybe it's like hidden somewhere. Yeah, uh, but, I, did, but I, I just kind of messed with it at lunch today, and I I just kind of threw it up there and played a match against the the computer yesterday. So I haven't really dug into it at all yet. Yeah, we definitely gotta try the online. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, played Overwatch. The summer games just started last week, <laughs> so Lucio Ball's back, which is Overwatch's version of Rocket League. Uh, which, what do you mean? What, wait, over, Overwatch's version of Rocket League? Well, that makes yes. no sense. Uh, they have a Rocket League mode. What does so, that mean? Um, uh, it's basically, like, it's legit Rocket League. The arena looks like Rocket League. It's basically a, a soccer game. Oh, okay. Uh, so you have a ball that you're trying to get into a goal. Yeah, and... it, it, the ball looks like the ball from Rocket League. You're in a dome. Oh, okay. And you're playing as the uh, the skating character. Okay. So you can, like, ride the walls and everything like that. You're basically playing a big soccer game that huh. looks exactly like Rocket League. And it, they only bring it out for the summer. Interesting. For, for like, three weeks. So I've been messing around with that. Hmm. I'd never heard um, of that. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of fun. It's it's not, like, 
the 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 greatest because it's like it basically feels like a mod. Sure. So sure. so it feels kind of janky, but it's 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 cool that they do stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then as for like watching, I started Rick and Morty. Nice. Uh, I finished the first two seasons in like two days. It's very easy to get through because they're only like twenty five minutes each, and yeah. there's only like ten episodes in season one, and yeah, it's it's very easy to get through. Yeah. Um, then uh, what else? Uh, I I found out that people on YouTube will stream King of the Hill twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah, you can see a lot of that stuff. Not even just King of the Hill, but a ton of different shows like that. So so I've fallen into that that horrible horrible <laughs> well of just watching King of the Hill nonstop. But now you have a new love for propane. <laughs> it's just funny though because at one point um, I was on at like three in the morning and there was about seven streams going yeah. and each stream was being shut down by Fox like one after the other. <laughs> so I was jumping channel to channel and the chat was just like, "Oh no, they're coming, they're coming!" And then the <laughs> channel would get shut down and they would be on the other channel like, "Come on, guys, we gotta we gotta." <laughs> finish this episode you know and they're all like panicking as each channel gets shut down but then they're back like a couple hours later under new accounts that's funny like i i I want to talk to the person that like feels they need to do this well i think it's it yeah i think it's just more silliness than anything else because that show's pretty easy to find i mean it's yeah it's on hulu i mean you're still paying for it but it's on hulu and although now it's funny like all these networks have been talking about reviving shows they've canceled. So King of the Hills, one of them. Yeah, and I'm I, like, I, I, but I thought that Mike Judge wanted it done. I thought so too. But yeah. I guess if you drop a big enough check on anybody, they'll they'll think about it. Well, but they have to get a new voice for Bobby because that was Brittany Murphy and she's dead. Yeah. So I think we've had an. I mean, I love King of the Hill, but I think we've had enough. Yeah, and the last couple seasons of King of the Hill weren't that great. No, they really that, fell off. Yeah, as soon as they added Lucky, it seems like when shows add another character, it just kind of falls yeah. off. Yep, that's the eighties eighties sitcom uh, uh, turning point. It's the cousin Oliver effect. It's the cousin Oliver effect. They almost did that on Married with Children with Six. Wait, when, when did he was, huh? No, I'm trying to think of Married with Children when they added a character. They it was. Um, uh, uh, Linda Blair and uh, Bobcat Goldthwait were the parents, and they were like uh, Peggy's cousins, and they had this kid named Six, and they just took off and left him there. Gee, I, Jesus, I don't remember that at all. It was one of the later seasons, and and they left him there. I don't even I don't even know if he was on for a full season. Okay, and, but it was basically after. Um, Oh, who played Peggy? I can't think of her name right. Katie Seagal. Patty, yeah, Seagal. So Katie Seagal was pregnant, and she lost her, her baby really late. And I think they had all these episodes written for a kid. So instead, and when she was out and everything, all of a sudden this kid shows up. And they're trying to do these other episodes, and they just did not work with that kid very well. And then he was gone. They didn't even say anything about it. He was just gone. That sounds like the married with children, uh, the married with children way of resolving issue. Like, yeah, well, yeah, that's how Fox canceled, and they never even got a goodbye show. Yeah, weren't they going to do a reunion a couple years ago? They've been talking about reunion for like five, six years now, and I think everybody's up for it. I just don't know if Fox will do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's pretty much it for playing and watching. Other than like. There's a YouTube series called The Dead Mall Series where this guy explores, like, malls that have failed or are failing. Oh, nice. Uh, it's kind of... So he'll go into, like, abandoned malls, and then as he's walking through them, he'll explain, like, what happened to the economy in that mall, why it closed. Sure. Uh, and then he'll just go to malls that are just, like, have two stores open. In the, like the most entire malls mall. nowadays. Yeah. yeah. 
and there's something kind of creepy about it when you go to a mall and there's just like a K Jewelers and a, oh, a yeah. pretzel store. Well, there's the mall in Fond du Lac where I grew up. Uh, there's barely anything left in that one. Like two of the anchor stores are gone, and it's really falling downhill. Yeah, like it, it, it's called the Dead Mall series. It, I highly recommend checking it out because nice. it's just kind of it's just kind of cool. Just how he just explores these malls, especially when he goes to one that's abandoned, and he just like breaks into them and just like wanders around. Wow. Yeah, uh, but that's it. So right. I'll stop taking up time. Okay. Uh, what have you been watching and playing? Well, uh, so I've been playing some Lawbreakers, but you're going to review that later on, so I'll wait until then to talk about that, because I do have some some opinions about some things. Uh, again, played a little bit of Pinball FX3. Uh, like I said, I'll live stream that on Friday. Uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy, which I'll be talking about after the break. And then, uh, so, Koei Tecmo likes to send us early stuff. And it's funny because I'm the one that has to deal with it because I'm the one that has the special PS4. And I never play Koei Tecmo games. Because <laughs> it's always like, you know, Samurai Warriors 88 or whatever. Well, they sent this copy of Warriors All-Stars over. So, I, you know, I still feel obligated to at least try it. And I couldn't stream this one. Usually they, they say, go ahead and stream it. And I'll stream it. And everybody will have a good laugh at, at my lack of knowledge of these games and my lack of, uh, of skill. Um... But I played it for a little bit, and I haven't played it for a lot, but it's basically like one of the Samurai Warriors games, but there are actually characters from, from some other series in this game. So, like, the main character from Ninja Gaiden's in it. Uh, Ryu. Okay. Whatever, Ryu, whatever it is. Um, but, I mean, it, it looks really good. It, it's I think it's one of the better-looking games out of the series so far. Uh, Ryu Hayabasa, or Hayabusa from Ninja Gaiden. Uh, it's also got Kasumi from Dead or Alive, William from Neo, uh, Yakimura Sonata from Samurai Warriors, Zhao Yun from Dynasty Warriors, Horo and Oka from Tweekaden, and Sof- Sophie Neuenmuller from Atelier Sophie. So it's it's kind of this cool mashup, and you kind of you I, I was playing as Ryu because that was the only character. I was like, wait, is that the guy from Ninja Gaiden? Um, but you kind of come across these other characters, and there's there's actually a pretty good story built into it. Uh, but I only played for about an hour, so I really don't have a lot to say about it yet. But um, I think you know fans of the of these series of these Warriors games, I think they're really going to like it. It looks fantastic. It plays really well. Um, yeah, I you know it, it's tough to make it like a definitive like holy crap, this is a really good version of this game because I don't know the series that well. But it's pretty neat. I'll play some more of it. But it kind of sucks because I can't uh, stream it or anything. Uh, and, even, and when the game comes out, I won't be the one reviewing it. Uh, but they don't want me to stream it because it's an early build and there's some glitches in it and everything. So that's understandable. Yeah. Yeah, but it's neat. Uh, and then playing some Nidhogg 2, like I said. Uh, and then I've, I've been gone for a few days, so I really didn't play a lot except for Uncharted. I, I spent a lot of time on Uncharted. Uh, but then I play or I watched. Um, there's a second season of a show on Netflix that I adored. The first season, I was hooked. Called Last Chance You. So this is a community college in Mississippi called East Mississippi, and their whole thing on their football program is they take in college football players that get in trouble at other schools, and they they give them a chance to get back one or get back into D1 football, like into into Division One. Um, but they're all like problem cases, you know, so they'll have like studying problems or, or grade problems. Some of them will get in trouble with the cops or whatever. 
and they'll bring these guys in if they're really talented, and they make no bones about it. They're there to play football, and they'll do the work to get them their GPA up to 2.5, which is the minimum for getting back into D1 and everything. And the first season was amazing. Like, there are guys that... And, and I, it's not all their fault. A lot of times it's because, you know, the high schools treat these athletes as this is all you should do is just play football. And I get it. But they come to college and they know that they have to keep their grades up. They know they have to do this, do this, do this. And it's not like it's a lot of stuff going on. But they just don't want to do any of the work. They think that, oh, I'm just going to get a contract and I'm going to make millions of dollars. And there are guys that will say that out loud. I don't need to do this. I'll get a contract and I'll be fine. And they're like, you won't get a contract because you're never going to get back into Division One, and they're not going to recruit you out of a community college. This, this poor woman, uh, it's her whole job to, to basically be there, almost like their mother, and make sure that they do their, their homework all the time and, and get their grades done. This poor woman puts her heart and soul into things, and these guys just flat out ignore her. And it, it's it's heartbreaking to see all the work that she puts in and, and to see how they kind of treat her. And, and they all love her to death, but they just treat her like absolute shit. And, I mean, there's a couple of guys that are just monsters and would have a great career and literally throw it away by getting mad because the coach doesn't respect me or, you know, all this, this pe- petty bullshit. And it, you just shake your head like, oh, oh, my God. And I get the... You know, a couple of these guys have had really shitty upbringings and really shitty childhood and everything else. But this is your chance to to do something and, and to make good money and, and to do something and, and you know get eight concussions and have a, a short life. But it, they just throw it away because they have an attitude thing. It's and it's amazing. So, so they don't like grasp that they're at last chance. You basically like. Well, that's the thing. They do, but then there's, there's this really kick-ass defensive line coach. Uh, I don't remember his name right off, but the dude's awesome. And you'll even hear the players like, you know, I'm going to listen to him. He knows what he's talking about. You know, I can tell he knows what he's talking about. He treats us right. But then, like, this guy Cam, uh, specifically, it was just a beast. Like, he was getting sacks right and left when he put his mind into it. But he was always sleeping. He's on, like, these uh, OCD medications, so it made him sleepy. And that was his excuse all the time. He didn't want to do any work in practice because, you know, he'll just do it in the game. And, like, he got into it with the coach. And it's just crazy to watch this. And that's the whole thing. It's it's half train wreck and half just fascinating that this stuff is happening at a community college. You know, that, that this football program that is so successful is at a community college. You know, and it, it, it's amazing. And they made the episodes an hour each this year, which is awesome. And uh, but the first season you have to watch. And actually, I still think the first season was better. Um, just the coverage was better. I don't know. It was something about it. But the head coach, he's a really interesting guy. Like he he talks all the time about how it's all about God and you know God is God is the way and blah blah blah. And then all he does out on the field is just cuss up a storm. Of course. Yeah, and it's, it's so this new season he makes this this conscious effort to not swear and to not have all the language, and just seeing him like slip all the time is is hilarious. But I mean, it is what it is, and and it's it's definitely a an, a very unique look into sports in the United States in general because it's all these guys that have the talent to be at D one, but they don't have the head to be at D one. 
for whatever reason. You know, like one guy was hanging with a, cr- a crew that uh, like burglarized a place, and he got arrested for it too. So Texas Tech kicked him out, expelled him right away, and and then all the charges got dropped against him. And this guy is an amazing football player. Uh, there's another guy, this this uh, quarterback, who was phenomenal. But he, uh, when he was down at like I want to say Florida State, he was at a bar. The dude's 19. Was at a bar. And some girl comes up, and you can see her, like, jawing at him for a while, and he just punches her right in the face. The fuck? Yeah. And they don't really get into it too much. They talk to his parents and how disappointed they are, and, you know, and, and you could tell that he... There's a story that they didn't want to say, either because there was probably a court order not to talk about it or whatever, but you could tell that there was more more to the story than what they were saying. But he didn't, like... At least on on camera, he didn't seem like the kind of guy that would have done that to begin with. But I mean, you see the video; they showed the video. But yeah, it's I mean, it's just all stuff like that. It's crazy to see it. And I binged it on Friday and Saturday. I got to my parents and just, I I watched the first episode before I left my parents. And I'm like, maybe I don't want to go up there, but I had to go because um, I was I was in. I'm like, oh, it's back. I love this show. Um, but yeah, if even if you don't like sports. Seriously, give it a try because it's it's absolutely fascinating. Is it? Um, would you like say it's like inspirational or depressing or frustrating, like or a combination of all three? I wouldn't say inspirational. I would say it's frustrating on a level to see people throw their lives away as, as silly as they do, especially in season two. But there's a couple of guys in season one that do as well. Um, like this this Cam guy gets into it with the, with with his coach like right in front of a recruiter from a from a D1 school and the recruiter comes over and he goes what's what's up with that he goes you don't want him and he doesn't understand that and a lot of these players don't understand you got to play the game with these coaches cuz they're going to they're going to sell you they're the ones that are selling you to recruiters when they show up and ask about you and if yeah. they don't like you you're not going to get you're not going to get a good report and it's just crazy because all these people are there to tell you that. All these people are there literally to cradle you all the way through this process and get you a 2.5 GPA and get you through everything else. And these guys just, they don't care. They just throw it away. <laughs> and there's some guys that do really, really well. There's, there's some guys that, uh, that like the, that quarterback that, that punched that girl, mm-hmm. he did everything right. He got all his grades up. His grades were great. He did everything right, and he still didn't get an offer like right away. Because he had that blotch on his record, yeah, yeah, but especially now, like, well, and this and this was last year; it was twenty sixteen. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's the thing. But it, it it's 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 interesting because you get to see the lives of some of these players. They talk to the family, they talk to the parents. Um, I, it's I don't know. It, it's just a really interesting glimpse into a side of life that I've never been on. You know. And just to see, like they don't, they don't, t- they don't cut any corners there. Like they make sure that that you're doing your work and you're getting your grades. But in the second season, she actually busted on the guys. Like, you know why you don't pass your tests? And she, and they're like, why? She goes because you cheat on the on the quizzes, and the qui- uh, the tests are literally copy and pasted from the quiz. So when you don't learn the quiz, you don't know the test. So you pass the quiz that doesn't mean anything, and you <laughs> fail the test. Yeah, and she's saying it to these guys right to their face, and and they're just like, I don't know what you're talking about. 
it's, it's just amazing. Yeah, it sounds like that show would frustrate me more than anything. No, it's it's you once you once you start watching, you're hooked. Seriously, Did, uh, have you followed the crews of anyone from season one? Have, so they actually went back to spots? a few in, in in the second season. They went back to a few because there was one. It was this bigger guy. I think it was a lineman and really talented guy, but he was the one in season one that really confused me the most. Where he had a fight or flight with a lot of flight. Like he just if something got you know, got on him, he would just want to go home. And he ends up going home one time, and he's, like, just fucking around the whole time, and you're like, what are you doing? Like, why are you home right now? Why are you not back at school doing your work? And, like, one school comes up, this recruiter comes up, and they wanted to take him back down to the school, and it was like, it was like Missouri something, you you Missouri or something like that. And the, and the recruiter's like, he goes, I don't like to fly. The recruiter's like, I will drive down and pick you up and bring you back. And the guy, like, basically said, like, well, I wouldn't want to go to that crappy school. Like, right to the recruiter. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Uh, but they go back and see him the year after. And, and where he went, he was really happy. And, yeah, so, it, it, seriously, it's, it's fascinating stuff. And the way the second season ends, there's a couple things that are really, really sad. So, um, yeah, like... One player's, I think it's him and his fiance are 19 and they want to have a kid. They're trying to have a kid. Why? And he's stuck at community college. She doesn't have a job. And they're trying to have a kid because he thinks he'd be a good parent. I'm like, what? what? They're from the South, aren't they? Uh, this is all I'm Southern? Sure. I'm, well, yeah, it's Mississippi. Okay. But, I mean, there's players from the North, too. I mean, they, they recruit from all over the place. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it, it, it's really hard to describe. But it's it's literally it's the watching of the train wreck that probably hooks you so much. But you start caring about a few of these people, like the 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 coach, not the head coach, but the right, the other coaches, the offensive line, uh, line coach and the defensive line coach. Those guys, you really start caring about them, and especially the woman. I can't remember her name, but the woman that takes care of their the grades and everything. She is, oh my god, that woman is stronger than anybody I've ever met in my life just the shit she puts up with on a daily basis it's amazing but you can get through the first season really quick it goes insanely fast uh the second season they made the episodes a little bit longer but i got through it pretty pretty easily and i just kept like all right just one more episode okay just one more okay just one more oh it's the last episode yeah it's fantastic so highly 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 recommended even if you're not a sports fan just to i mean this might be one of those things that fuels your fire in not liking sports because you see how fucked up the system is. And the mentality of these guys that come out of high school and all they're told in high school is, hey, you're, you're, you're set for life because you're a great football player. And then in the first season, you see like this guy get really brutally injured. And what happens then? Now you can't play for five or six weeks in, in a 10 or 11 game season and recruiters aren't going to give a shit because you're not on the field. Now what? Do, now what do you do? So it's 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 fascinating. Can't can't recommend it enough. <laughs> and now I mean you just got four episodes of Rick and Morty to watch. So after you get done with those, you got something else to watch. Yeah, yeah. I probably need to find some bootleg streams for Rick and Morty though. I actually I found them all on YouTube. Oh, cool. Yeah, bootleg streams. <laughs> or if or if you know anybody that uh, has a cable account, you can go to adultswim.com and. Because oh, yeah. they, they actually stream them live every week on adultsroom.com, and you don't need an account to do it. 
You can oh, just cool. go. Yeah, they stream it live though, so it's ten thirty our time. They show the previous week week's episode at ten, and then at ten thirty they show the the new episode. It's got all the commercials and everything, but you can watch it right on their website. Nice. Yeah, because that's how I watched um, the first two weeks. That's how I watched because I don't have Cartoon Network on my cable tier. I'm like, what? So, and now I record at my parents because I have a TV at my parents' house. So I record them there and watch them where I watch them on the live stream. I just put the Chromecast up on the TV and go. Yeah, because yeah. the last actually this whole season's been great, but the last episode I loved. It was the uh, pickle Rick, right? No, that was two weeks ago. Oh, it was two weeks ago. Oh yeah, there was an episode yesterday. Last week was ago. the Vindicators. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's it, it totally goes in a direction that I did not expect from the commercials or whatever. Um, yeah, and then this next week looks like it's going to be awesome because he he does a an adventure with Jerry. Jerry. Oh God, really? Yeah. Nice. Well, did you see that uh, a games writer that we all know, Robert Workman, got one of those 64-ounce jugs of Szechuan sauce? No, I didn't see someone he's, else got it. He's the one that auctioned it, because they had four other jugs besides the one they sent to Justin Roiland. And I don't know how he got it, um, but he auctioned it off on eBay, because he was going to donate some of the money to to Extra Life, then he's going to use it to pay his bills. And Dead Mouse bought it for fifteen grand. <laughs> Yeah, because, well, Dead Mouse, he's got the money. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I kind of want to try it. I just don't like McDonald's. I don't want to... I want to well, try it with something else. There's two Mulan movies coming out next year. Hopefully they'll bring it back for the two Mulan movies. <laughs> well, the problem is the first Mulan movie is considered insanely racist. So I think that's why everybody was trying to erase everything about the first Mulan, including that Szechuan sauce. <laughs> well, there's going to be two. There's, what, Sony's Mulan and then Disney's Mulan. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, Disney's the one that ended up being really racist, and they didn't realize it. Bah, so, it wasn't that bad. I've watched I it I've never again seen recently. It. Yeah, it's it's still it still holds up. It's still pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Oh well. <laughs> I'm not gonna watch it. All right. Missing out. Yeah, I'm sure I am. Totally missing out. Well, let's take our break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about what's going on around PS Nation. I guess I have to do that. We'll talk some Warhawk Wednesday. I'll be doing that. MJC can tell us a little bit about Lawbreakers. I'll review Uncharted Lost Legacy. And I'll see if there's any emails, even though I think there really aren't. So we'll be right back. MJC actually came back. I didn't scare him off. No, no. What the I, fuck, I, man? No wrestling references whatsoever so far. No, I don't think so. I think I may have said wrestling just with the the dating sim. Yeah, I'm I'm a little but, uh, confused and I don't know where I'm right now. Okay, so this Sunday is SummerSlam, <laughs> and 
and people start turning it off. No. no? So are, are WWE fans getting all pissed off because they're making a big push for the women's division now? Uh, no, actually, uh, most of them have been uh, embracing the women's division. That's cool. uh, I've heard they've been putting on a good show. They have been, uh, but they currently have been. Uh, so they did the the brand split where there's like the Raw roster and the SmackDown roster, right? So there's only like six women per show. So the divisions kind of feel small to where people are wanting more women wrestlers because they kind of don't know what to do with that limited number of people. Well, plus they're the only ones that aren't hurt right now. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, every other big wrestler uh, on the on the guy side is hurt. Yeah, usually that happens before a big show, like before WrestleMania, people start dropping. I actually this this is probably the healthiest they've been before a big show. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, SummerSlams is this this Sunday. It it it's gonna be a weird show. Uh, like the their their big world title uh, is being held by a guy named Jinder Mahal, who up until a couple months ago would like he was a jobber. Okay. So he would lose against like the little people that are in wrestling. Right. Like actual little people. There's like a little guy, a little uh, like a, a dwarf. <laughs> leprechaun character and there was also a little person that was dressed as a bull and this guy would lose to them all the time and because he's of indian descent and wwe's trying to make a push into india oh, they okay. made him the world champion like out of nowhere oh my gosh so people are like diehard wrestling fans are kind of pissed because it's like this guy who is holding the you know a title that's supposed to be prestigious was like losing to a leprechaun like a couple, you know, like a year ago. But we've seen crazy shit like this in the past. I mean, it's it's no different than what they've done before. Um, and yeah, the thing but, is, that but, isn't Triple H still the one really booking a lot of these these uh, matches now? No. So Vince McMahon still is in control of Raw and SmackDown. Oh, okay. Uh, Triple H does the developmentals thing. Oh, and right. that's the one everyone loves. Everyone loves the developmental because Triple H is an old school booker, and Vince McMahon is just kind of like he's a showman. He's a showman, and he's yeah, kind of he crazy. the ridiculous and the absurd. Yeah, and also, there's a lot of money in India. So he saw this the, this guy who's also, like, a couple months ago, or like about a year ago, was nowhere in near the shape he is now. Like, sure. out of nowhere, he just turned into, like, this super buff dude that people are like, you're <laughs> juicing. So he's hanging and, out with Barry Bonds. Yeah, no, yeah, man, and Vince McMahon. this on your neck. Vince McMahon loves big, sweaty men, is, like, a current thing that people say. Ugh. <laughs> uh, so this is a big sweaty man who can make him some money. Uh, nice in one in one country in particular. Is this guy his new bottom bitch? Is that what you're saying? Basically, yeah. yeah all right. <laughs> uh, so like fans are kind of frustrated because like that guy's like the main eventer right now, uh, but he's and and they also gave him since he's like te- he's billed as from India, but he's actually Canadian. Uh, they're doing no, <laughs> they're doing the whole like. I'm a evil foreigner gimmick with him. Sure. And that kind of doesn't work anymore. You know, like the, the evil foreigner gimmick. It's not really, it's not the eighties. It's not the cold war. You're not doing the Russia U S thing. Right. Right. You know, no one, you know, like the wrestling fans, like there's no reason to hate this Indian guy. Yeah. We don't need Nikolai Volkov and iron cheek anymore. Exactly. They're still around and they're still racist online. You know? Oh my God. Uh, iron cheek the other day just went off on the shit that happened in Charlottesville. It was amazing. Oh, Iron Sheik, like, I follow and unfollow him from time to time based on, like, how rapid he's going or how rapid. Well, I still need to watch. There's a documentary about him on Netflix that I need to see really bad, and I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, 
I think that's like right when he was trying to get like knee surgery and he had like a Kickstarter for yeah yeah for his surgery and then they were doing a documentary during that process. It's supposed to be really yeah. good. I just haven't yeah. taken the time to watch it. Yeah, the Jake the Snake Roberts documentary is on Netflix still too. I think. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch that one. Uh, yeah, so wrestling wrestling's in a weird state right now. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, this year's SummerSlam is going to be like six hours. Oh my god! What? Yeah. So like, I love wrestling, but I don't fucking love six hours of my Sunday. I don't need six hours of wrestling. Yeah. So I'm not going to watch it live. I'm going to wait till it's over and then skip to the matches I want to watch. Yeah. Because I, be I can't. I can't. Yeah, I can't do six hours. How are they doing six hours? It's gonna is it gonna be like a tournament or something? And no, they just have. This is like the biggest the roster has probably ever been. Okay. Uh, so they're doing like fourteen or fifteen matches. My God. And pay per view matches are usually twenty thirty minute matches. That's so. So they they I think they scheduled six hours worth of stuff this Sunday. God, I remember we used to. Uh, my buddy had a black box. And we go over to his place to watch all the pay-per-views. Oh, yeah, same here. Yeah. And, I mean, before that, we would go to the theater and watch it on closed circuit, you know, before a lot of that stuff was cast on cable. And we'd go see, like, Mike Tyson fights, and we'd go see a lot of wrestling stuff when I was a kid in the theater. And, yeah, that was always crazy. Yeah. Gosh. I'm probably going to go to a movie theater watch the McGregor-Mayweather fight, because I'm not going to pay $100 to see it. So a guy at work is having a party for that, and he asked me to smoke a bunch of... Uh, pork shoulder for it so I'm smoking a bunch of meat and we're going to make all this food and everybody's kicking in like five bucks for the fight because we all think it's going to be a blowout obviously yeah it's going to be a one it's going to be a couple round fight depending no, actually, on how Mayweather's feeling that's the difference Mayweather doesn't fight to knock a guy out he's very meticulous and he's very technical and he, he fights for points yeah I, I just don't know like if McGregor can do 12 rounds <sighs> It's yeah. I mean, it's it's funny because you see McGregor putting all these videos up of him hitting the the heavy bag and everything, and he looks like an idiot. And yeah. I, but I think he's doing that on purpose to try to bait people out and make it think like they he doesn't know what he's doing at all. Yeah. But they have to stick to boxing rules. Mayweather's gonna kick his ass. I, I so, so they've been acting like heels the entire time. Both of oh, them. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, to where I wouldn't be shocked if McGregor gets himself disqualified for throwing a kick. Oh, I like in the it. third or fourth round, just to make it controversial, and then they'll have to do a rematch. Yeah, then they set up for the rematch to make even more money. It's the formula. Yeah, so I, I, I like I'm kind of expecting McGregor to throw a kick. You know, just yeah. like maybe when he starts to get tired, he's just like, okay, I'm going to throw a kick now, and we'll yeah. do this again in three months. Exactly. Yeah, they they had a uh, they've been touring around, and they did this thing in Canada up on a stage, and McGregor is just up there bullshitting for 15 minutes, and then. Um, Mayweather comes out and it was the dumbest weirdest thing I've ever seen like he pulls this bag out and he's telling one of his guys in his posse to pull out like these these bundles of money and he's like you don't even know what this looks like and everything and I'm like wait didn't you just get in trouble for not paying your taxes oh yeah that's why he did that because he also did that in Madison Square Garden yeah uh, where he was just like uh, McGregor mentioned like you're doing this for the money and he's like no I have all this money and well, and then and then he challenges McGregor to uh, to bet his entire paycheck on the match, and it, it's just so ludicrous. Yeah, it's like the old days of uh, Don King. But yeah. Then you, got, then you got Dana White and his big fat face up on stage next to him, and ugh. I don't like Dana White very much. No, I don't. I don't. 
I, I don't like him. I don't really like Joe Rogan either. I I like Joe Rogan a lot, just not... I mean, he knows what he's talking about. I like Joe Rogan as a comedian, though. I don't like him on like the fight side of things. I don't know. Yeah, but, but I, that fight is what, like two weeks away? 26th, yeah, two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I got to I got to find a bar that's showing it cuz I I'll, I'll watch it at a bar but there's no way I'm going to put money into it. Oh, I wouldn't either, yeah. Um yeah, my one of my coworkers is like, "Oh, I'm going to have people over and we're going to do all this stuff." I'm like, "Okay." He goes, "Can you make some some food?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." So I got to go to my parents for a couple of days, but um yeah, it sh- it should be a good time. I haven't had a good fight party in a long time. It should be interesting. Yeah, the last time I remember gathering around for a fight with like a group of people or like my family, it was like Tyson days. Oh, I miss the Tyson days. Tyson Holyfield. I remember my family having a big viewing party for that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those were always really fun times. Yeah, the good old days. Just watching Tyson knock somebody out in 20 seconds. What the (laughs) fuck? And then you're just kind of like conflicted of just like, I just spent money to see that or... Well, that's why we always do those parties everybody throws in so it's not too expensive for everyone. I'm just like, oh, we got we got everyone together, and he knocked them out in two minutes. That was fucking awesome, but <laughs> it's 8.05. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, we can still catch Murder, She Wrote. Nice. Yeah. We just missed the very beginning. Or yeah. since it was the Mike Tyson day, I'm like, oh, man, TV starts in an hour. <laughs> hey, Mike Tyson's on it, right from the fight. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, so I guess I have to do this since Josh isn't here. Yeah. Because he's, he's swimming in chocolate. Uh, but I guess I'll tell everybody what's going on around PS Nation. So, first up, I believe this is where we stopped last week, but uh, Emra finally came out of his coma and uh, wrote the review for Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, and we got it posted. So, since we got him the game right after E3 in June, and it's August what? now. Life happens. <laughs> I think he forgot. And then uh, this guy, Michael guy reviewed Super Hot for PS4. I like that game. Do you? Yeah. I like the idea of it. It's just not my style, so I stopped playing it pretty quick. But yeah, I no, think it's I, neat. I, yeah, I really liked it. I got into the the challenge modes and stuff like that. I love this the whole presentation of this game. Yeah, I love the visual style. Just like the the chat logs that you know where you get the story, and it's just like yeah. the, the old school terminal yeah, DOS yeah. days running something and yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, and then Josh, uh, who reviewed this on the podcast a couple weeks ago, posted his written review for Yonder: The Cloud Catcher Chronicles, which I believe he liked that game. Uh, let's see here, and then Josh also finally posted his written review for Old Time Hockey. Uh, four months late. Holy shit. He gives us shit? He reviewed this game on the podcast in, like, May. <laughs> wow. Uh, and then Ray put his review up for Sundered. And then we've got Castle Storm VR from Ray, because he's our VR guy now. He just wants everything VR, VR. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, and then Emra's review of Matterfall from Housemark, which... I was getting shit from uh, a couple of the guys at Housemark today. They're like, have you played this yet? I don't see in the leaderboards. I'm like, I haven't even bought it yet. So, yeah. I haven't had time. Uh, but I do want to play it. And then Dave's review of Agents of Mayhem from uh, D- Deep Silver and Volition. And uh, that just came out today as well. So give that a try if you want. Very well done reviews from all of you guys. 
And I wrote my first review in months. I finally wrote one. <laughs> That'll be up on Thursday, though. And then I got some other ones to do. So that's it. Oh, and then um, on the forums, we've got a lot of stuff going on in the forums. But, you know, the Warhawk Wednesday, some people have bought the game now, and they're all worried that we're going to stop playing. And I'm like, no, I'll put the server up again. Because if people didn't hear last week, so Josh said, oh, I'll put my server up on Wednesday. I'll put my server up so everybody can play. So I texted him on Wednesday. I'm like, hey, did you put your server up? No. <laughs> so I put mine up. <laughs> so I would assume that's going to happen again this week, folks, uh, for Warwick Wednesday. If um, if you do want to get on and play, I won't be around, but the uh, the Discord server is up and running. All the information's in the forums on how to get to that Discord server uh, for voice chat. And the server name is PS Nation. Uh, I'll probably just leave the regular map rotation on there that I used last time, uh, which is a lot of CTF, and I think there's one team deathmatch in there. But we'll leave it up there if people want to play, and I think after next week, I'll be on playing again on Wednesdays. Like I said, I, I'm watching my Indiana Jones movies at the theater, so kind of a special thing for me. So yeah, I've seen. What's that? Oh, and pussies are allowed in our servers. Yes. Just so you know. If you're a pussy, you're not going to get banned like on some other servers. <laughs> that should be if we ever password protect it yeah all pussies allowed yeah there we go that'll be the, the password at some point um yeah but uh, I'll, I'll put it up on wednesday during the day if anybody wants to get on and um the problem is this ps3 the fan runs really really loud so i don't know if i want to run run it during the middle of the day when i'm working but uh we'll have it up and running and, and, and like i said the name is just ps nation join up and play and don't be a dick that's all we ask don't be a dick don't be a dick, but you can be a pussy. Yes. Pussies are allowed. Didn't the South Park have this whole thing on that? Uh, they might have. I think that sounds familiar. Yes, I'm pretty sure they did. So, yeah, uh, check it out on the forums for all the details, and hopefully we'll get back up and running with Warhawk Wednesday with like a good, uh, a good crew soon. But get in there and start screwing around and learning the game. And if, you, if you're just starting out, I don't have any minimum rank required. So if you're just starting out, you can definitely get on our server. You can gain XP on our server. So you can start ranking up and uh, you don't have to worry about it. But the cool thing is, ranking up in Warhawk does nothing for you except for new outfits, I think. Uh, you, everybody gets all the weapons and everybody gets everything else. It's just you get new cosmetic stuff when you rank up. So you're you're not held back by any weapons uh, needing, you know, you don't need to rank up to get a new gun or whatever else. All that shit's available to everybody because it's all pickups. So don't be afraid. I highly recommend the digital version. Uh, it's the entire package with the DLC for 10 bucks. Like I said, I'm not running the DLC on the server right now because if you play on PlayStation Now, currently, uh, there none of the DLCs in there, but I've heard rumors that they might be adding the DLC soon because there's an upgrade... That, that new firmware uh, is going to have an upgrade for PlayStation Now, and I don't know. They said they might change some of that stuff. with Because there's other games missing DLC as well, and there's been a rumor that they're going to change that. So we'll see. We will see. But that's it. On to Lawbreakers. All right. Uh, so Lawbreakers is a new competitive shooter. It's a 5v5 multiplayer game. Uh, it's developed by Boss Key Productions, I believe is the... Yep, yes. I, I know it's Boss Key. I don't Run know by Dude Huge himself. Yep, Cliffy B. Yeah. Um, so this, what, what separates Lawbreakers from other shooters on the market is uh, verticality is a very big thing with Lawbreakers. Yeah. 
Uh, it's a very vertical shooter. It's fast. It's not as fast as I, I thought it was going to be. There's no run button. There's no way to... Uh, well, I mean, like the character I've been using has a run boost. Yeah. But there's no click down on, on L3 and run. Yeah, no, it's, 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 you just have to rely on that boost. Like, every character has, like, a boost or a jetpack. Right. Uh, and then there are points in the map where it's, uh, like, zero gravity. Like, every map has, like, a section of the map that's zero gravity. Right. Uh, so you're using the zero gravity for the verticality, and everyone's got, like, some form of a jetpack or uh, a boost or a slide. Um, so, uh, like, I have mixed feelings on this game. I do, too. Um, uh, I think, like, the, the core shooting feels really good. Um, yeah. The, 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 I, I, well, I, at least I, I think it feels good. It's not your... It, there's there's not much there in terms of, like, the carrot on a stick. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're not... You're you're just playing for, for wins, basically. Yeah. Uh, you're not playing to unlock more weapons. Uh, there, there, there's loot involved, yeah. but... The loot is kind of leaves a lot to be desired. I agree. I uh, I had some loot like crates or whatever sitting there today to open, and basically I just got like new skins for my guns. Yeah, and Ooh. the 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 character models to me they feel kind of generic. Like the actual character designs are generic. So then Agreed. the loot for the characters doesn't do much for me. So there's currently with me playing it. I, there's a disconnect in terms of like. Why continue? Why? Why am I playing for? Why am I leveling up? Why am I doing all this other than for the fact that I'm having fun with some of the modes? Right. Um, so there, uh, the game has eight maps. Uh, the the map design is actually really good. Like I, I really enjoy like the map design in terms from like a like a technical perspective. Yeah, I think it's one of the best the best traits of the game is the map design. Yeah, the, 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 I, I don't feel like any of the the teams have an unfair advantage or anything like that. And the maps are pretty interesting. They kind of all look the same a little bit. Uh, like yeah. location, like you can tell it's like set in like a very specific world. It's not like you're going to get like a crazy different map that, or a map that's crazier than another map. Right. Uh, so they're going to all have the same, like, you know, aesthetic. They're all going to have the same look. Um, there's only five game modes. Um, there's, and there, there's five game modes, and a couple of them I feel are redundant. Yeah, that I, I haven't played them all yet. Uh, and and just to get ahead of it, I bought this game because I got the, uh, the the physical copy. Because so I've been I I just wanted a physical copy of it. Yeah. Um, but I got a code with it too, so I, I, that's how I got it. You actually got the game for review, so they they supplied the the copy of the game for you. But yeah, um, yeah, like I agree with everything you've said so far. <laughs> and yeah. I haven't played it for w- nearly as long as you have. I'm, I'm only at like level four or five or something like that. Yeah, uh, it's funny though because uh, I found out that I'm actually good at the game. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, there are some similarities to Overwatch. There, there. Honestly, uh, I, yes and no. Design so, choices that are that are based on. It seems like they made choices based on trying to do what Overwatch does. Yeah. Um, so there's, um, I think it's like seven or eight character classes or like heroes, like an Overwatch. Yeah. Um, they each have their own uh, special ability, like an ultimate move. Uh, like there's a, a medic who can like heal people, and he his ultimate is he like makes a dome to protect his team. Uh, the current class I like is uh, the Vanguard, who's uh, basically got a Gatling gun. 
and then her ultimate is she will shoot herself up into the sky yeah and then you basically have a top-down perspective and you just nosedive like right onto an enemy and blow them up uh so so like the, the character designs or the character like mechanics are they feel pretty good they feel unique i still feel like they they lack a little bit of character compared to like an overwatch especially like an overwatch because overwatch is like oozing with like personality and i just I'm, I'm just not feeling a lot of personality with this game yeah um so this is uh, my main problem with the game is there's only five modes um, you have overcharge, which is there's a battery in the middle of the map. You have to grab the battery and then bring it to your base, let it charge to 100. Yeah. Then there is another mode called uplink, where you get an uplink that's in the middle of the map, and then you bring it to your base. <laughs> and then you <laughs> load that. Similar. Yeah. Um, so overcharge, you charge the battery to 100, you need three charges to win. Uh, but, it's, Occup- but it takes a while for that battery to charge, because that's the mode I was playing today at launch. Yeah, and then Uplink, uh, you bring the Uplink to you, uh, and then it's like, um, it's the same thing. You like gotta get your, your satellite up to 100% three times, and then you win. Yeah. And then there's another mode called Turf War, which is there are three King of the Hills, basically. Or, you know, right. three hills. You have to occupy, you know, three hills per round. or you uh, Once all three hills are occupied, the round's over. So you want to get as many hills as you can, you know, in that round. And then sure. the first team to 16 in total wins. And then the other mode is Occupy. Uh, and that is a king of the hill where there's one uh, one hill that rotates throughout the game. And you need to hold uh, the hill for a total of 200 points. So it's headquarters. Yeah. Yeah. But it feels really similar to Turf War, which is the mode I previously mentioned. Sure, sure. And Overcharge, the battery one, is really similar to Uplink. You know, uh, but, the, but the one mode that's unique is Blitzball. Um, yeah, uh, Blitzball. I played once. So, it, did you notice that the the ball is vo- uh, voiced by Justin Rowland? I, mm, I I I think I wondered that, and then I forgot, and yeah, I never got yeah, back to it. He's basically doing Mister Meeseeks as the ball. <laughs> so he's just constantly just being like, "Come on, guys, let's play the game." You know, like as you're <laughs> holding a ball. Yeah, basically, just like, let's play some Blitzball, score me. You know, he's like just like cheering you on while you're holding the ball. Yeah, yeah. And he'll he'll start, you know, like telling you every time you shoot someone like, oh, you're really good at this. You know, and just like, it's kind of funny. And again, he's doing Mr. Meeseek's voice. Nice. <laughs> Which is like my favorite character from Rick and Morty. It It's funny because that always comes up at Q&As now. Like, are we going to see Meeseeks again? And they're like... We always try to work it into the story, but then it just ends up we don't need them. <laughs> yeah. And we don't want to have them there all the time. We want to have them for something special. Yeah, so if, if you miss Mr. Meeseeks, he's in Blitzball. Um, so awesome. this mode, there, there's a ball in the middle. You get the ball, you score it in your opponent's go. Uh, and you have to do eight to win. Right. Uh, this mode, like the time limit's a half hour, and it often will go the full half hour. Or at least when I've been playing it, it, it like it goes the full half hour, and it almost feels like by the time like I'm halfway through the Blitzball game, I just want to fucking stop playing Blitzball. Well, and that's that's something that needs to be addressed because I really do think that even with the beta and everything else, there are definitely balance issues with the weapons in the game. Yes, and there are some overpowered, especially the those blades that, that one of the characters has. Oh, the uh, the assassin. The fucking reach on those is ridiculous. Yeah, like I'll be. 
20 feet away and I get killed by him. I'm like, what? Wait, what What just happened? Oh, yeah. The 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 assassins overbalance. And, of course, the, the, the noob tube rocket launcher character. Yeah, yeah. Um, he could just hang back and just annihilate a team like most of the time uh when you see the rocket launcher people they're actually not playing the objective they're playing for kill death ratios yeah um the game does do a a a good thing of uh auto balancing after each round so uh if you play in the same server for a while you're gonna most likely trade wins and losses sure as opposed to going on horrible streaks oh okay because after each round or after each game it'll just auto balance the server Oh. So it'll mix up like the, if you know if they're like three people that are doing really well together, unless they're in a team, you know, like you know in a group, they'll yeah. split them up. Yeah. So so they they did do some work there. Um, one thing that bothered me though is there's only two options to play: quick match yeah. and custom game. <laughs> yeah. A uh, quick match is just a rotation of those five modes. So if you really want to play Blitzball or play something else, you really can't unless you do a custom game with friends. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of a bummer because sometimes I don't want to play Turf War. You know, <laughs> I, I just want to play Blitzball, even though it can take up to a half hour sometimes. Right. But you get to hear Justin Roiland. So. Yeah. So. so uh, I'll, I'll tell you what bothers me about it. Um, so first off, I mean the game looks great. It's obviously built in Unreal Engine because Cliffy B owns part of it. Um, but the character interaction, the character animations, you know, the interactions with the weapons, that sort of thing, feels very old. It it feels very old Unreal Tournament to me. Yeah, no, I definitely see that. And it's it's really tough to describe. But I was when I was playing it today, it really kind of hit me because I I haven't been able to sit down and play it for like hours. I've had these little thirty minute one hour spurts that I played it in. But today, it just hit me like, wow, this feels a lot like Unreal Tournament uh, 2004. Uh, Just the interaction of the characters with the environment and with the weapons and and that sort of thing, it just, it doesn't have that visceral feel to it. You know, it still feels like... There's a disconnect. Yeah, definitely. And, and, I mean, I'm not getting all that hitching that people were saying, because I know they patched it at least once, but uh, framerate's been fine and all that stuff for me, but... It just doesn't feel like the shooters that I've been playing on this generation. You know, like a Call of Duty or, or even an, an Unreal Engine-based game that's not this. It, it, almost, it, it almost feels like they're using an old version of Unreal uh, Engine, like Unreal Engine 2 or something. But it's, it's odd because the game looks great, you know, color-wise, texture-wise, all that stuff. But everything else about it just feels very old. And it's almost like that's all Cliff knows how to do or something. Even though Cliff's not the one doing all that work. Yeah, no, it definitely has like a, a, an old feeling. Like if you want to compliment it, say throwback. But um, No, old. Not throwback, yeah. old. No, that's what I'm saying. Like if you were yeah. to compliment the game, it'd be throwback. But it does feel like a game of like yesteryear. Of like yeah, that, yeah. that early 2000s, like mid-2000s type which, of shooter. Which can be fine. But to me, it's it's distracting in this game. Yeah. And that's a problem I've been having, where it, it feels kind of like an older game, and it doesn't do enough of the stuff it's trying to... That, that's, like, new in terms of, like, the the classes and the heroes, they just don't feel unique. Like, their, their weapons do, but, like, they really lack personality. It's got a loot box system that just feels uninteresting. That I agree with that, too. I think their loot boxing is... It feels yeah. very forced. And it's funny, uh, I was talking to, I think, Dave and Johnny about this, like, 
Overwatch spoiled me because Overwatch has amazing loot. And then also just opening a loot box in Overwatch is like a cool animation to make a show of it. Oh, sure. Just like Battlefield 1, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and in this game, it just feels like it was just them being like, you guys probably want loot here. Well, but yeah, like their animation for this is so boring and so yeah. long-winded. It like, just I, drops just an like, icebox. Fucking yeah! I, oh, good. I got a new. I got a new skin for my gun. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, you're unlocking skins for your character, skins for your gun, uh, um, emblems that you put on your gun, but you can barely see them. Right. And emblems then for your char- footprints, like banners. Well, there's banners too, like little uh, avatars and stuff. Yeah, those are the uh, the but emblems that you put on your all. gun. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, and and again, you can only see them like on your gun, and then oh yeah, and then you get like a, a player icon. Right, I got an animated uh, one of those today, so I put it on just to be silly. Yeah, and then there's um, uh, you unlock boot prints. Right. Uh, so because anytime you kick someone in a game, your boot print will be on their screen, like it'll fill their screen. Oh. So they have different animation ones, you know, just so you can like leave your print on them, basically. I mean, that's one thing that that is part of the overall design too is is they try to make it seem kind of visceral goofy you know with yeah. the with the main icon they have it with the smiley face with you know sticking out its tongue and i get it and it adds to the style a little bit and i you know i get that that's the direction they're going to take with their style but i think it's kind of s- silly yeah uh, what's well, like the the goofiness of like you notice when you die your character will just like fly yeah yeah um and one thing i noticed is that looks so shit on the other end like, when you kill someone and you see them fly, sometimes they'll just, like, slideshow out of the map. Like, they'll just, like... Oh, jeez. They'll just, like, flicker and just, you know, like, it looks like a slideshow as they're, like, flying around the map. It doesn't right. happen all the time, but you notice it enough during a game, you'll just see bodies flying around, and it's just, like, frame by frame by frame by frame as it oh, goes boy. across the map. But the overall game's running well. It's just you'll notice that character just, like, moving frame by frame, and you're just like, oh, that looks like shit and kind of takes me out of the game, you know? I don't really notice because I got killed so many times in this game. Oh, God. I, I die a lot, but I always oh, yeah. end up with the MVP because I'm doing the objectives. Like, they re- they at least reward the objectives more than they reward kill-death ratio. Of course, that's not going to stop people from... But that's that's all that matters, brah. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of stat tracking in this game, which I appreciate. Because uh, uh, they, they basically... Tr- like I, I, I played a ton of games... Uh, and I think I can look back to every game to see what I scored and what my kills, my kill death were in mm. that game. So I appreciate that. I don't know. Maybe I just haven't hit the limit, but I think I can go all the way back to like the first game I played. Oh, that's cool. Um, and uh, each game, you know, you'll get your XP from all your kills, objective stuff, and it'll also give you a, a, a letter grade. Sure. So, so that's pretty cool. Though there's been a couple times where <laughs> it'll load me into a game that's over, and then it'll give me like a D or an F, and uh. I didn't do anything. And it's just, like, little things like that kind of bother me. Of sure, just like, sure. oh, thank you for loading me in this game and putting a bad score. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, I didn't even get the hit X to, to start playing, and oh, game's over, and you give me a D or an F. Yeah, I mean, what really hit me pretty hard, not too far after playing the game, was it just felt like, or felt like it wasn't ready to be released. Like, there were, the core of the game works fine, but... It seems like there's so much more work to be done on it that they should have probably not released it yet. I feel like I'm in an early access game right now. Yeah, I kind of get that feeling, uh, but then also, uh, it's what thirty dollars. Mm, no, I don't know. I, I bought the 
the, the, the physical one, so it was more for me. Yeah, no, it's it's a $30 game. Sure. And it it, it kind of, like it sounds bad because like you're going to review Uncharted and that's a $30 game. Uh but it what, probably $40. doesn't Yeah, but it probably, you know, feels like a bigger like bigger experience or whatever. So like it's hard to say like Lawbreakers feels like a $30 game. But like uh, I mean like I know that's like a like a bad way a, to judge again. I don't think it's really much of a defining thing anymore though, really. Yeah. I mean Rocket League was free for us for PlayStation Plus, and God, I, how many hours I put into that game? Oh no, yeah, no, it, it's it's a it's not like the best metric, but like I feel like that helps a little bit. Like if this was a sixty dollars game, then I would probably be more like this well, feels is, yeah. Then I would terrible. expect a campaign, and I would expect yeah. a lot more things, a lot more modes. So, I, so it feels like the there for at least this particular game, like the pricing structure kind of matches what you get in the game, but it does still feel like there's some disconnect or something missing. That could make this a better overall experience. Well, I, I think that there's a lot of potential with the game, and I'll still play it because I want to learn it, but it feels unfinished to me. It really does. Yeah. It, it feels like there's so much more that they had planned for it. And and personally, I'm not a big modes guy. Like When I go play Call of Duty online, I'm playing Domination. That's it. That's all I play is Domination. Maybe Search and Destroy with some friends, but I'm playing Domination. So I'm not the one that wants 80 different modes. But just... Like I said, the way it feels and the way it looks to me uh, and the interaction between different things, you know, environment, characters, etc., feels off. And like you said, I think the shooting is good. Uh, and I think the shooting is really well done. But there's a lot of other things that still need work, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. No, I, I completely see that. Especially, like, I, I see what you're saying about, like, the modes where you, you would just want some really polished modes. You know, like, you'll play, like, yeah, the one yeah. or two that you really like. And, and this one, it feels like Blitzball is, like, the only mode that, like, I'm gonna have to go is play significant. Yeah, it, it feels like it's the only <laughs> one. We'll, we could play some after this. <laughs> okay. Um, but, like, um, the other modes just feel too similar to each other. To where it's sure. just, like, it's hard to have a favorite one of those, you know? To where, like, that's why I, I gravitate towards Blitzball. is because it just feels, you know, like, I don't want to play two modes that are similar to each other. You know, it's like, what, what, what's the point? <laughs> Especially if you only have five modes. And, you know. Right, right. Four and of them feel of them like each other. seem like the same thing. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, I, I totally get that. And, and the fact that I can't just, like, pick that mode in particular. You know, it's like, I only have, like, an hour... You know, before I go to bed or something like that, I just want to play Blitzball, but I can only play Quick Match and hope I get it. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, like, because I, I don't think there's a server browser, at least I, I didn't notice one. I'll have to double check that, but like, custom game, every time I do custom game, it just has me create settings for mm. a match and then invite players. Yeah. So, like, it could probably use a, a, a server browser unless I completely missed it, which it's possible. But it, it's possible. I don't remember seeing one though. Yeah, uh, but this quick match is like the only way to play it, and it, I don't think there's like. I kind of appreciate there doesn't seem to be like a push for esports for this game. Yeah, you know, but I think that I think that will be in about a year. I think they'll definitely try to push that. Yeah, yeah, but it, it does feel like they're just like they actually are taking the right approach to esports, where they're just like, if it happens, it happens. You know. Sure. As opposed game to games that are, and yeah, as opposed to other games that are immediately like esports. Here's your ranked mode, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, because there doesn't seem to be any 
differentiation for like the the quick mode the quick play of like oh these are ranked matches or unranked matches it's just like no just play the game but that but that's part of the reason that i i feel like the game's unfinished like they don't have i guess i'm basing this off of other games i played you know the battlefield series the call of duty games they have you know you go in, i want to play conquest i want to play domination i want to play search and destroy yeah they don't put you in quick match and maybe they're doing that just to see how people are reacting to the different modes and making their decision on that. You should have done that yeah. shit in the beta. Yeah, which, That's what a which beta is, is for. Which makes feel it makes it feel like an early access game. Just like yeah, you're yeah. still trying to figure this out and it's just like, uh, it'd be great if you just figured this out and released it. Exactly. Yeah. Especially yeah. like you're comparing yeah. it to Call of Duty Battlefield. I'm comparing it to Overwatch and it's not meeting any of our standards, you know, for different shooters, you know. Right, right. So like, I just don't this, play Overwatch enough to make that that comparison. <laughs> yeah, but like we're coming from like two different perspectives on like competitive shooters, and we're both kind of lukewarm on Lawbreakers. Right, right. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's I not mean, it's not fulfilling any of our needs. No, I still plan on playing it because I think there's some potential there, but and and part of it might be that I just haven't learned it yet. You know, learned it correctly. So I, I'm definitely going to play it some more. It's just my my first impressions are kind of lukewarm right now. Yeah. And that's that's where I'm at right now. Like, um, I could probably put a score on it right now. I'm, I'm kind of leaning um, in the six point five to seven range. Yeah. Uh, just because I'm still having fun with it because like the the shooting feels feels good. And and that's actually a saving grace for that game. I mean, I played a lot yeah. of games that the shooting is god awful. No matter how much you have put into the visuals and the effects and everything else, if the shooting doesn't feel right, I'm done with it. Well, it's like, um, oh, sorry, continue. No, well, I mean, but that's what's keeping me coming back to this game, at least, is that the core mechanics, the core shooting mechanics and everything else still have the right feel to me that I can get along and play it. Yeah. That's reminiscent of, like, (laughs) it sounds uh, like Destiny, where, like, if Destiny's shooting wasn't on, on, on point when Destiny released, like, I would have never have given Destiny a second look. You know? I I'm kind of there with you. I mean, because Destiny, like Destiny for what it is, but it didn't have the yeah. story that we expected. It didn't have a lot of things, but the shooting in that game is fantastic. Exactly, and that that's what kept me. Even though I give Destiny shit now, but I still put sixty hours into Destiny because it was still fun as hell to play, and the shooting felt sure. like amazing. Uh, and this one, the shooting feels good. It doesn't feel amazing, and it no. needs the extra stuff to like push it over that 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 bar. Yeah, they, and they need to fix things up, too, because, like, me throwing my grenade with the character I was using today, it it wasn't bad, but it could definitely be better. Yeah. Like, it didn't have that correct grenade feel to me. Oh, yeah, the, a lot of the, the projectiles, unless it's, like, the rocket launcher, just doesn't feel like it has enough impact, and then, like, the throwing motion, it's kind of like the medic has grenades that he throws, but they... He has, like, the limpest wrist on his throws, it just doesn't feel... <laughs> it's the Lamar Luttrell of the characters. I don't know that reference. That's Reven- Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, okay. The I, guy that I throws that the, uh, the 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 black gay guy that throws the, oh, the uh, spear, and they okay, re- yeah. redesign it for his limp wristed throwing style. Oh yeah, the the wiggly javelin or whatever the spear. Yeah, yeah, yes. okay. Yeah, I get that now. <laughs> the yeah. Trell. See at that, that name, I I wouldn't have been able to pull that name. Well, it's easy for me because my cousins. Name their last name is Latrell. Okay, so it was always very easy for me to associate that name and remember it. 
word association with Glenn. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah, cool. So, uh, so you, I'm is your, your written review is not up yet, right? Or is it? Uh, no, I'm in the process of writing it right now. Uh, okay. Our editor is on vacation, so I didn't want to like pile some stuff. No, go ahead and pile. Yeah. Then we, so, then we get to um, hear him complain up and down. Yeah, I'll probably finish writing it within the next couple days, and it'll be posted with the uh, the final score after you know. Because like right now, again, I'm leaning to that six point five seven seven range. Sure, sure, that makes sense. Honestly, I mean, I haven't played it nearly as much as you have, but first impressions, I would, I think, I would be right around that area with it too. Yeah, it's it not has broken, potential. but it's yeah, it's it's not broken. It feels a little bit above average uh, overall, but the shooting, I think, is its saving grace. Um, but there's a lot of other things that just feel unfinished to me. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Okay, uh, so the reason this podcast is late is because I get to review Uncharted Lost Legacy, but the review can't be out until Thursday. So uh, I've busted my butt playing this game and finished it, finally, last night. So Uncharted Lost Legacy originally was uh, debuted at PSX last year, and it stars Chloe, and um, I'm forgetting the other one now, uh, uh, Nadine. Nadine Ross. Yeah, so it's it's Chloe Frazier from Uncharted 2, 3, and 4, and then Nadine Ross, who was in Uncharted 4. <clears throat> Originally, she was uh, the leader of Shoreline, which is a South American param- paramilitary group that is basically the antagonist of Uncharted 4. Uh, this time, she's actually teamed up with Chloe, and uh, totally, you know, no, no fighting between them or anything else. They're full partners, uh, and... <clears throat> And Nadine is the muscle to Chloe's adventurer or uh, archaeologist, whoever you want to call her. And I'm not going to give any spoilers. I'm not even going to tell you where this happens. I don't. I'm not going to tell you anything about the locales whatsoever. So this might be really short. <laughs> but uh, the thing about this game is they they take some of the best things from some of the other Uncharted games and bring those mechanics and those ideas into this one. So first off, it's an Uncharted game. It's Naughty Dog. Of course, it looks gorgeous. And and it really is. It's a beautiful game. Uh, Supports HDR if you have a PS4 and you have a TV that supports HDR. The HDR is fantastic. You can turn it on and off, which is pretty cool. Not not with a uh, a simple press of a button or anything, but you can still go into the options, turn it off, turn it on, and, and you can see the difference. Um, I played this on a standard PS4 on a 1080p screen. I played this on a PS4 Pro on both uh, a, a smaller screen, or uh, actually on my Plasma and on my 4K TV with HDR. Uh, and it looks fantastic throughout. It, it doesn't matter if you have HDR or whatever. It, just, it, it, it looks great. It's, it's an Uncharted game. Uh, the HDR, though, is exquisite. Uh, insanely deep colors really really used it well um, especially the brightness controls that they use for like the sun and really bright light sources uh, it's pretty cool how they did it <clears throat> but <sighs> this game is paced different than the other Uncharted games and that's where I started having an issue originally so it starts off with what we saw at PSX. It's different than what we saw at PSX, but it's basically that scene. But then it takes you out. If you played Uncharted 4, there's a section in Uncharted 4 where you actually are driving around in a 4x4, and it's kind of an open area. 
and you can go where you want. You're not just walking down a tunnel. So you're taking, taken to something like that in this game. The area is much bigger than it was in Uncharted 4. But for a while, you start feeling like this might be where the entire game is. And where I was getting worried was for a couple of hours, the story didn't move at all. It was literally just me going to all these different sites in the map and finding new sites in the map in this open area, fighting uh, against the enemies, and finding new items that, that will help you further along in your quest. And there's the requisite puzzles along the way, all of them very doable, but definitely make you think. Uh, but everything is, is, is pretty easy to pick up, and you know you can kind of figure this stuff out. But like nothing was happening but the story for the first couple of hours. There would just be banter back and forth between the two of them. And I, w- I was seriously getting worried. I'm like, well, is this why it's 39 bucks? Like, they just didn't put anything into the story? <clears throat> so the good news is, after a couple of hours, they do finally go into the story and, and into furthering along the characters. You start finding some things out about Chloe, which is really cool. You find some, some things out about uh, Nadine. And the antagonist in this game is very well done. Uh, very well rounded. You actually understand his motivations. You understand why he's doing what he's doing. It's very believable. Like it's not some outlandish, crazy story of why this guy is doing what he's doing. Um, you know, it's not like the aliens at the end of Crystal Skulls. Yeah, it's 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 very believable. Uh, which I really liked. I, I, I it was very redeeming because once you get past that initial lull, and 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 what I'm saying is, don't get worried. And you'll know what I'm talking about when you start playing this game. Like, you're just, you just keep going and going, and you're like, is something going to happen? I mean, I keep finding this stuff, and it takes me to another spot. I get it. something going to happen? So the great thing is, it's not all in this big area either. You finally get to more traditional Uncharted gameplay where you're uh, raiding tombs. Yeah, because, you know, you got two women now. It's Tomb Raider, isn't it? I, I find that, by the way, as an aside, I find it very kind of ironic that I'm now playing a game in a series that's inspired by Tomb Raider, and now I'm playing it as a woman. I just I find that so intriguing. But and, so they anyway. can't call it Dude Raider anymore. It's just yeah, you can't call it Tomb Raider. Raider. It's it's Chloe Raider. I don't know. I, yeah. uh, two Fraser tricks, one Raider. raid, something like that. <laughs> no, Fraser Raider. Fraser Raider. There you go. Um, it, it, it gets very more traditional as you kind of progress. Uh, and you're not always in that G or in the four by four, you know. And and but she gets the rope, so you get to swing with the rope like like in Uncharted Four. Uh, so a lot of those mechanics have, have moved into this game, which is good. Uh, gunplay feels really good. Uh, the, the one big difference now is sometimes when you're in hand to hand combat with multiple enemies, you and or Chloe and Nadine work together. So you might go in and actually distract a guy while she takes him out, and vice versa. So that's really the the only thing that's been added to the to the the combat mechanic now. Everything else should feel very very uh, uh, relatable and and very uh, very much like a, a comfortable shoe. You know, you've played this before, and that's a good thing. Uh, does nothing, it feel? Oh, sorry. No, uh, go ahead. Does, go ahead. Does it feel like uh, the Last of Us type of feel? Because remember, like you would get helped. Not uh, as much. Not okay. as yeah. Not as much. I mean, in in the other Uncharted games you've always kind of had 
or most of the time you've always had somebody with you anyway. But the difference here is that Nadine's always with you. Okay. But it's not a um it's not a it's never an escort mission. There is never an escort mission in this game. Which is awesome because that was my big fear. Uh <clears throat> there are some just outstanding surprises toward the last half of the game. Stuff that I really wish I could just shout from the from the top of the mountaintop for everybody, but I'm not going to spoil any of it. They do an awesome job of giving you those feels toward the end of the game. Uh, it takes a while to get to it, but when the story really starts kicking off and really gets going, uh, it, it's very satisfying. The payoff is, is phenomenal, and... It is. It's a great game. I think the reason that it's thirty nine bucks instead of sixty is literally the fact that it's a shorter game. Uh, I finished it in about eight, like just over eight hours. So, and that was with some joshing of it. I I, I did actually kind of search around a little bit for treasure, and then I get my stats, and I think I found like twenty two of sixty eight or something like that. So I didn't do a very good job. But uh, I mean, there's replayability, just like in all the other Uncharted's. You know, you get done and you can unlock all kinds of crazy shit like a mirror mode and uh, 8-bit, visu- or 8-bit visual mode. Uh, there's all these different visual filters that you can unlock uh, for photo mode and for the regular game. There's like an 8-bit audio, a 4-bit audio, all kinds of crazy shit. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's uncharted. It just, it's paced differently at the beginning of the, in like the, the first, I wouldn't even say first half, but the first quarter of the game is paced very differently than what we're what we're used to and that might throw some people off. And I wouldn't took, take it as a negative. I would just take it as don't worry, it's going to get better. And it's not like it's bad, but it's going to get better. Yeah, that that was actually my concern if like does it feel like a just a condensed uncharted game? No. No. Okay. Cuz once you actually start going into like the the bigger tombs, that sort of thing, like the bigger inside areas, uh, you lose track of time, and it's it's totally uncharted through and through. Okay, except you know. less globe trotting. There is no globe trotting at all. Like okay. you're in you're in the same basic country the entire time. Okay. Yeah, but you do go to different locales, but it's it's not nearly as much as the the past games. So that that's definitely it's it's really you have to be very careful when when and I was very careful about this when I was writing it. Like you can't say oh it's a smaller game. Technically, it is a smaller game, but it still has that gigantic feel of an Uncharted game. You know, like the locations you're at, uh, it doesn't feel like you're just playing against a, a cardboard backdrop on a TV sitcom. You're not all playing of, Uncharted on the Vita. No, not at all. And actually, on the Vita, it was still really good, but um, it doesn't. It doesn't feel cheap. It doesn't feel chintzy. It feels like an Uncharted game. It's just. Because you're in that open section at the beginning, it's a very different way to play the game. And actually, I didn't like that part of Uncharted 4. It, it kind of bothered me a little bit. And I think that's part of the reason that I was getting a little worried about this game, because I was in there right away, at, you know, or pretty much right away after that first uh, initial stuff that happens when you two meet up on the, on the rooftop. Uh, it's, it's a lot of that open world thing. I'm like, all right, this isn't really why I play Uncharted games. I mean, there's some great puzzles and there's some great tomb raiding, uh, but... I don't know how else to, to, to put that forth. Um, but it, it really does pay off, and uh, there's some great stuff toward the end of the game, and, and uh, man, there's something in there that is really going to 
make Uncharted fans very happy. So, but it's 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 crazy. I mean, you start thinking like, can a game without Nathan Drake be good? I don't think that. I thought it was going to be good anyway because it's Naughty Dog, and I have full trust in Naughty Dog. And Chloe's but, awesome. And Chloe's awesome too. Chloe has been in three of the games already. She's always been a, a very interesting character. It's fun because you get to hear, you get to kind of learn about her. Uh, past a little bit, which is really cool because she's always been kind of a mysterious character that comes and goes a little bit, uh, and and I like that about it. I really like the fact that I got to learn more about this character, and uh, you know, it it just it's it's a really solid game. Uh, but I did grade it lower than the other Uncharted's, just because of the open world thing and and how long it takes to uh, get to the story. I thought that was kind of a, a bit of a de- detractor for the score itself, but I want to talk about uh, multiplayer too, because you actually get all of the Uncharted 4 multiplayer with this game. And they're adding some content for this game to the Uncharted 4 multiplayer. So they're putting uh, Lost Legacy specific skins, there's a new character from the game that's going to be added to the multiplayer, and they're adding a new wave-based, you know, horde mode, basically, that's being added to the the game this week, so, or uh, this coming week. But it's cool. I mean, you're you're paying thirty nine bucks and you get the full multiplayer too. It's not split yeah. off. It's not, you know, a subsection. It's the full Uncharted Four multiplayer. That's actually a really good idea to reinvigorate that's, the online community. Yeah, it's great. This might be someone's first Uncharted game. Well, and and that's the thing. I don't think I would make this your first Uncharted game. And the reason being is that there are many references to the earlier games in this. I mean, direct references that. I actually had to look one up because, I mean, you know, I haven't played Uncharted 4 for how many months? I'm old. So I, had to look, I had to look Nadine up because I, I remember the character, but I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I couldn't remember the, spe- the specifics about her. So I had to look. At, but the thing is, I think some of that is lost if you haven't played any of the other Uncharted's before. Yeah. So I would highly suggest if, if you're just getting into PS4, you haven't played Uncharted yet, start at the beginning. Get the Uncharted Collection, play through those three, because that Uncharted Collection is fantastic. Uh, play through Uncharted 4, because it's a great game. And then you basically run into this one, because this does take place after Uncharted 4. So it's not a parallel story, it's, not, it's nothing, it's, it takes place after. And there are some references. It, it doesn't ruin the game, like if you, if you played this, if this is your first Uncharted, it wouldn't ruin anything for you, but I think you'll miss some things. And, and that'd be a shame. So, uh, I'm trying to think if I missed anything else. Audio, I think this is the third game that supports the full uh, the 3D sound in the Platinum headphones. So, <laughs> so is it just The Last of Us Uncharted 4? And... Wait, is uh, it The Last of Us? No, Last of Us doesn't even do it. Oh, okay. Uh, and actually, they don't have a specific, um, uh, what do you call it, profile for this. I just use the Uncharted 4 profile. Oh, okay. Because I, I left the Platinum headphones at my parents' house. That's what I use when I'm there. Uh, it sounds good. I mean, it sounds like Uncharted 4. But, again, I don't think the Platinums are really worth it. And I think the 3D thing is kind of a marketing ploy. Uh, but the thing about Uncharted for a while now, even Uncharted 3, is they have such an incredible audio design built into the system where it'll try to detect what you have. It'll have sound fields for just stereo, for mono, for headphones, for 7.1 system, everything. And uh, it, it it sounds great on anything, you know. I've I've got it. I played with headphones plugged into the controller. I played with the platinums. I played with the Astro Gaming A50s. I played with my my soundbar 
and it, it sounds fantastic everywhere. So, uh, you know, they are still the ones to beat for audio. But I do find it funny. I, it looks like they actually released a profile for Horizon Zero Dawn now, but I don't know if it's a 3D um, profile. Because they don't really differentiate those in the app itself. It's kind of silly. Yeah, those Platinums, I just, I don't like them. I, uh, I can't recommend them. Get the Turtle Beach uh, 520s, Stealth 520s. They're way better. Anyway. <laughs> don't, don't get you started on headphones. Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I got to work on the written for those Turtle Beach that I talked about a couple weeks ago. I'm now using the Astro Gaming A10s. That's what I'm using tonight. Not the microphone, but I'm using the headphones. Uh, and these are actually a little bit better than the Turtle Beach for two reasons. Uh, microphone actually sounds a little bit better, and it's got a longer cable, and the cable is a breakaway. So you can... Because uh, the one on the Turtle Beach is built in. But I haven't seen the price difference yet. But, yeah. And then i got to work on those uh, those earphones that are made for the PSVR that clip on the sides. From Bionic, mm-hmm. I think it's called. Those things are... The design's awesome. I just haven't used them yet. Oh, yeah. I've been getting emails about those. Yeah. Uh, I've got them on my PSVR, but I just haven't had time to play anything yet. Because I've been working on this and whatnot. So, uh, But anyway, so... That's that's pretty much Uncharted in a nutshell. It's still an awesome game. I gave it an eight point five. I think that's still a fantastic score. Like I said, I I, I really what took a, a, away the score a little bit for me was how long it took to get into the meat of the story uh, in the first couple hours of the game. I think that I actually got to a point where I stopped playing, and I I, was, I just had to kind of regroup in my head like this can't be the whole thing. There's no way this is Naughty Dog, you know, and I was right. It wasn't that way, and, and once the, the story got rolling, I, I just enjoyed the living hell out of it. So uh, just when you play it, have some patience. Or tell me if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm totally wrong, and I, I don't know. Maybe I, I just took it the wrong way or what. But uh, give me some feedback if you get this game, folks. But, yeah, that, that's, that's Uncharted The Lost Legacy in a nutshell. Nice. Uh, did you uh, see your score? Uh, yeah, 8.5. 8.5? Yes. Well, Uncharted 4 got a 9.5 from Josh, so... Yeah. I think this is the lowest an Uncharted game has gotten on our site. Yeah, it still sounds fair. Yeah. No, I... I, I it, it wasn't... I didn't really wrestle with it in my head either, because that first couple of hours really bothered me. <clears throat> and, you know, I stopped playing it, and then I, I uploaded my save file, went to my parents' house, played it on my PS4 there finally got past the, the point where it seemed like there was no story and then it really started rolling and I'm like, alright, I gotta get back. So I got back to, I got back here and finished the rest of it out and man, just it was such a great uh, ride through the rest of the game. And even the stuff in the open world is fine. It's just not my style. You know? Yeah. That's all. That, I'm not playing an Uncharted game to be in an open world but I think that's where they're going to be heading with it from now on and that's fine. I'll just have to get used to it. Because Naughty Dog is great at, at a narrative, and, and uh, they proved it again. So, I, I'm definitely looking forward to playing it. Especially, uh, it was funny. I was uh, gonna try and pre-order it last week, and then it wouldn't let me because I forgot I bought the season pass edition of the game. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, a lot of people are gonna have this game just automatically because yeah. this was supposed to just be, you know, like a thirty dollar expansion. Right, right. And then it just, you know, turned into this bigger game. So a lot of people that are, you know, don't know if they they want to get it, probably have, ac- you know, will have it, you know, available for them. 
You know, the thing is, for an Uncharted fan, there's no reason you shouldn't get this game. It's it's a great entry into the series. It's 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 more of of the good stuff. And uh, there's so many surprises. There's so many there's so many calls to things from the past that we loved. And there's one thing in particular that's going to freak a lot of people out in a good way. So yeah, it, it's totally worth getting. And come yeah. on, it's another Uncharted on the PS4. Yeah, and, and and if people were tired of Nathan Drake, it's a it's Chloe. Yeah, it's you know? Chloe and, and Nadine, and um, yeah, and Chloe is great in this. She's I, an awesome character. I I just really hope this opens the door for the game I've been pitching for years, mm-hmm. the Misadventures of Young Sully. I I need this. I would love to see that. I was thinking the same thing that I want like, to see Young Sully. I would love to see. I, I like, like. I think I mentioned this last time I was on the gun podcast. I want to see why he took a hooker to church. You know. <laughs> well, why <laughs> wouldn't you? I mean, he mentioned that in like season or in uh, the first game. Yeah. And I want to know. Me too. So, Naughty Dog, please. I, I if it's a short game, you know, like this one, you know, like a eight like hours. A, yeah. Yeah, an eight hour game. I would love a Yon Sully game. Misadventures of Sully. I love it. Yeah. Like, that's been a dream of mine since I first saw Sully in the first game. I'm just like, I need to know what adventures this guy got into. Well, and that's the cool thing about this is that, you know, you get to you get to kind of get some backstory on these these other characters that you really can't call them ancillary characters, but they're secondary characters in the, in the past games. And now you actually get to kind of dig in with them a little bit. And having Nadine there gives them a reason to talk about family and talk about whatever. And that's how you get this backstory. And it's really cool how they did it. Yeah. Like, Uncharted has had so many great secondary characters. You know, oh, yeah. Like, I, I liked Eddie. You know, Eddie, uh, was it Raja? Or... Something like that. Yeah, from the first game. Like, he, he was, you know, he was kind of the enemy, but he was also, like, a former friend of Nathan Drake. I would love to know more about him. Yeah. Flynn was great in Uncharted 2. Yeah. Like... There's so many possibilities, and if this game's successful, I would love if that would let them explore the Uncharted expanded universe or well, whatever you would want to call it. Even Nathan's brother from Uncharted Four. I mean, there's obviously some stories there. There's, oh yeah, definitely. I mean, there's there's a ton of characters that they can do stuff with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 uh it's it's very satisfying to see that they did something with this. And I don't know why I would ever expect Naughty Dog to like fuck it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it it makes no sense why I would think that. I, I think people saw that thirty nine ninety nine and went, whoa, whoa, wait, what's going on here? But no, it's it's a full at least eight hour game, and I played on normal. So if people like playing on hard, it's probably going to take them longer. And if they're a completionist, take yeah, it it's gonna, definitely going to take them longer. Yeah. Although I did fight, I, I went out of my way to get a piece of treasure I could see across the way. That I had to actually like make it specifically across in a certain way to get it, and I I went down and got it. And I'm like, oh my god, why did I just do that? <laughs> I'm I was like so that upset too. at myself. Anytime I see that little shimmer, it's like now I have to get you. Yeah, yeah. It's like as soon as you see that shimmer, you're like, well, if I can see you, I'm gonna go get you now. <laughs> but that's not me. That's not usually the way I play. I just want to power through. So no, it's uh, it, it is re- it's it's really fun. I highly recommend it. So, all right, are we done? Do we, um, any, do we have anything else to talk about? Uh, I don't think so. We didn't really get any uh, wrestling questions. Uh, 
Well, we got that one tweet. Uh, oh yeah, the the G1 did you watch classic. the G1 finals? If 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 you did, I would like to hear what you thought. That's from George Hobbs. Okay, so I've watched a couple matches. I, I was explaining this to to Glenn before we started recording. The G1 Classic is like this big tournament in Japan. Uh, they basically have every like most of their major fighters are in this tournament and. They have two blocks where every every wrestler has to wrestle each other, and then whoever has the most points gets to move on to the finals. So this tournament takes like a month, a month and a half to finish. And like I was complaining about like six hours of WrestleMania, but like keeping up with this is just like I I can't imagine doing it. Uh, <laughs> so I've basically just been watching the Kenny Omega matches. Uh, just and he's like I like he had a really good match with like the guy named Juice Robinson. That was fantastic. Uh, I know he's had the match with Okada, and then uh, I can't wait for him to fight uh, Naito in, uh, mm. in the finals, because they're finally at the finals, so uh, yeah. I'll be able to like watch that at least when it happens. But the only problem is it, it's, it's in Japan, so like you either need HDNet to watch it, which I don't have, because I, I don't even know where to get HDNet anymore. Yeah. Uh, and then I can subscribe to New Japan streaming service but it's only in japanese so i need to like follow a google translate just to know how to subscribe to it so <laughs> then you need like bitcoin or moon bucks or i don't know something like yeah that. so i i'm just gonna wait for someone to throw it on youtube because nice. there's no way i'm gonna be able to like watch it at like four in the morning or whenever <laughs> they air it yeah uh, i i used to love watching japanese wrestling every now and then because i hdnet used to be one of my favorite channels i don't get it in my current package right now so i don't know if i'll add it or not but uh, I used to love watching Japan wrestling. Oh, every he, now and then you'd see like Vader show up, or oh yeah, he's he was still wrestling up until man like, last year. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, always good stuff. Yeah, especially HDNet. Like when they would do their MMA tournaments on HDNet, like the Japanese MMA tournaments. It yeah, because like, they would do. Um, it's like I think it was Dream. It's an organization. I don't think they're still around, but it was a MMA organization. They would do like a eight hour show. Jeez. That would just be like a tournament where people would fight multiple times in like one day. Oh my god! Uh, and it would be on New Year's Eve, so like I would watch that like every every year. You know, like as I'm waiting for like the ball to drop for New Year's, I'm just watching like the Dream Tournament. Yeah, uh, because I don't know some something about like the way they they present like MMA in Japan or kickboxing or, or even professional wrestling is you know really cool to watch i, I kind of wish i had hdnet anymore but i don't even have standard you know like regular cable because i'm a millennial <laughs> well i didn't for a long time but now that i have my own place I, I i got this offer to buy a new tivo finally because i've had a lifetime subscription on my tivo when i bought it in like 2001 i think it was and if you wait long enough tivo will get sick of you having an old tivo yeah that they'll finally email you and say, okay, fine. If you buy one, a new one, we'll transfer your lifetime service. And I have the HD TV at my parents' house. So I have something to watch in the bedroom when I'm over there. And that's what the lifetime service was on. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, sure, fine, because I have my new place. So I bought a TiVo Bolt. It's fantastic. It's all solid state. Uh, it's got four tuners. It's, it's just freaking awesome. But, you know, I can't use it with an antenna. Well, actually, I can use it with an antenna, but there's no... There's some stuff here, but not really worth it. Yeah, but I was going to say, there's not much that you'd want to... Not around here, yeah. Yeah. But um, I kind of want cable, you know. I, football season's coming up, and football's always the biggest pain in the ass to, to get 
alternative methods to get football. So I was like, ah, screw it, I'll get cable. And it's weird. I, I thought I had a good package, and then I didn't have com- I didn't have Cartoon Network. I don't have HDNet. There's like three or four great channels I don't have, and, and I, I'm just like battling with myself if I'm going to pay the money to get those or not because I really want Cartoon Network. I love Adult Swim. And, I mean, I usually fall asleep to Adult Swim. You know, I usually leave it on and fall asleep on the couch with Adult Swim on, and I don't have that anymore. So yeah, I may have to do I, that. I have to do my yearly fight with Comcast because my promo period's ending. That's Comcastic. Yeah, I, I do it every year. I've had my promo, my uh, starter promo period for four years now. Jeez. Because every year before it expires, I call them, and then I have someone in chat, yeah. and then I wait for them to contradict each other. <laughs> and then I tell them they contradicted each other, and then they give me my extension. Nice. So I, I will be on the phone with him for like three hours every year. That's, that's worth it. Just because uh, I, I pay like $40 for like 75 down. Yeah. Which is really good. I, and every time my promo period ends, they try and jack my bill up to $90. Oh, jeez. So that's why I fight them every year. Well, that's a decision i got to make soon because... Um a company here in Madison actually ran fiber all the way around the city. Oh, and you're they, lucky. You're and lucky they have fiber here in the area, but it's not pulled into my building. So the cool thing is my landlord seems very open to, like, if you say, hey, can we do this, can we do that? They, they usually go for it. So I'm actually probably going to stop down at the, at the office in a couple of days and say, hey, you know, TDS has fiber. They just had an event in in the area, like right down the street. Uh, but our utility department, or our utility here in Sun Prairie, because I don't live officially in Madison, I'm in a suburb. But the utility here actually took over managing it in this area. So, yeah, because I get like ridiculous speed, and I kind of want it for extra life. I mean, I'm yeah. getting decent speed off Charter right now, but it'd be nice to have something for extra life. What are you looking at for speed wise? I'm always interested to know what people it's, are getting. It's like. I think it's a gig. Really? Nice. Yeah. I think it's a gig up and down. Yeah, a gig, a gig, uh, a gig down here. I think this three hundred dollars a month. Oh no, it wouldn't be that bad here. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it. I just have to get the time to do it. I, I've been very busy, very very busy. You're gonna have to go door to door to people in your apartment to get them the. <laughs> no, because I think once they pull it into the building, that's it. Then they can just pull it to the individual apartment. But okay, it. I I think what's gonna happen is. If if they go to the apartment and say, well, you got to pay for us to pull it in there, then the, the apartment's going to say, well, go fuck off. You yeah. Know? So I hope they don't do that. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm probably going to push the issue soon. Because <laughs> Extra Life's coming up, and I want to do something. And I haven't told Josh yet, but I'm not going to his house this year. It's a party at Glenn's. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Because uh, I'm going to see, I think 9Volt said he's going to come over, and I'm going to see if Mark wants to come over and... Yeah, and I'll just uh, Metro train a ride. Yeah, maybe we'll get MJC to come up. Maybe we'll get Dave to drive out or something. But I think we're going to do Extra Life at my place this year since I actually have a place to do it at. Then we'll just play Nidhogg 2 for 24 hours. That's that's fine. We can get a tournament going here. Have other people, have like people in the apartment that smoke all the pot because whenever I go out in the the hallway, all I smell is pot. (laughs) So (laughs) we'll get the pot smokers over here. And I mean, I've only met a couple of my neighbors, so. That's a good I, I, way to meet them. Well, it's a, it's a weird... It's, it's a single building. It's not a complex. And I think there's only like 15 units in this building. So it's it's not real sociable, you know? It's, it's, it's a weird building, but I love it. It's insanely solid. It's nice and quiet. 
I can never hear anything going on unless I'm right by the door to the to the outside or to the hallway. Like everything, I don't hear the kids next door at all. It's amazing. So I'm, I'm in a very hipster neighborhood. Oh um, god! So the people seem nice, but I see them with acoustic guitars, which is repellent to me. Ugh. So anytime I see someone with acoustic guitar, I just hate their soul. Yeah, you're, so you're I don't interact one. with them. Yeah, so I've been I, the same I, way. I'm I'm very antisocial with people in my neighborhood because I hear the acoustic guitar, I hear them play three chords, mess up, and restart, and <laughs> just want them to die. I'm learning, man. I'm learning. I've heard so many times my neighbors because they bonfire in the backyard. Sure. And I always hear them talk about uh, a song with either the ocean or your eyes and oh, the sky, God. and I'm just like. I just want to die. And then yeah. also, they don't know how to do a bonfire. They just, like, burn whatever. <laughs> so there's black smoke everywhere? Yeah, or, or uh, the, uh, I think they burn charcoal sometimes or mesquite. What the fuck? And so, like, the 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 back porch will just smell like mesquite. Like, they just use whatever they can buy at, like, Target. Fucking weird-ass hipsters getting, that live in the city. Yeah, instead of, like, you know, like, I don't know, getting some branches or some twigs or some shit or like go to a go somewhere and get a bundle of wood and exactly but yeah. but no they, they 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 go to the target or the walmart and get whatever they can find god oh city folk yeah fucking hipsters uh so i'm mentioning extra life people have been joining our team this week i don't know if something like got posted somewhere or what but people have been joining our team our team is up there uh, if you guys want to join, I don't have all the details yet, but I'll get that stuff going probably in a week or two. Uh, Extra Life is on November 4th this year. So I'm probably going to start pretty damn soon trying to get prizes and stuff. If I, I don't even know if I want to do the raffle this year. <laughs> ah, the raffle's always fun. It's fun, but it's such a nightmare to work with. I, I still have stuff I have to ship out. Well, I, I say it's fun as someone who doesn't have to do the raffle, so it's fun. Yeah, yeah well... To do the raffle is a real pain in the ass. It's more work than anybody knows. And I oh, love no, whenever yeah. I bring that up and Josh is like, oh, come on, it can't be that difficult. Uh-huh. <laughs> then it's just send him pictures of the spreadsheets. Yeah. <laughs> or oh, the, the, fun, the fun of getting people to send you their emails. The spreadsheets, wow. Yeah. I think you've shown me a couple screenshots of the spreadsheets and it's like, oh, yeah, that's a nightmare. I mean, it's it's that part of it's not too bad. It's assigning all the all the ticket numbers because I don't have a way to automate that because it's all different numbers and everything. I'm sure I could write uh, formulas and everything, but I'm not a, a formula writer for spreadsheets, so I just said fuck it and I just eyeball it. It just takes a couple hours. Yeah. But getting all the stuff shipped out is a real nightmare. It's just ugh, it's terrible. Yeah, but especially anyway. when it's like weird stuff that won't ship in a normal box or it's a prize pack. And that's that's the stuff I've left over is the stuff that I didn't have the right boxes for. Yeah. So and now when my stepbrother and his wife were at my parents for three weeks, they took everything down to the basement. So now gimpy me, I have to go down to the basement and pull all that shit upstairs again because they left without bringing it all back up. So now I'm all pissed off at them and uh, yeah. Ugh. But anyway, November fourth, start opening that day up. Put it on your calendar, folks. Uh, my work actually gives me five days off to do charity work. So I actually get to take days off for Extra Life and I get paid for it. And it doesn't go against my vacation time. How awesome is that? That's pretty good. So you can actually take the day before and after. Yeah, yeah. It's My job rules. I got so lucky with this job. <laughs> I really did. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to have a lot of stuff going on. Like I said, uh, it's going to be out of uh, Wisconsin this year. 
Uh, we're going to be doing it out of my place, and uh, you know, we'll start getting some ideas together for what we want to do when we get closer. But hell, it's only a couple months off now, so obviously we'll probably have a Destiny Two thing going on. Uh, we'll probably have some Nidhogg Two plan. Maybe we'll. I don't know if we'll do a Warhawk thing or not, because getting the PS3s out is always a pain in the ass, unless I get PlayStation now for that month or something. But uh, we'll, we'll start getting some ideas together. Maybe we'll do some racing, because I have my, wa- my racing wheel here. Oh, because I think GT might be up by then. Uh, yeah, it's, isn't it the end of October? Yeah, but Project Cars 2 will be out by then, which is looking really good. Um, F1 2017 comes out next week. I mean, we can probably get a race going. Yeah, we'll bust out PS2 with network adapters and play some SOCOM. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I got my PS2 somewhere still. I've been using have, my PS3 so much lately. Uh, I, I don't think if I have the PS... I, I, I know I have a PS2 somewhere in my apartment. Why the fuck would you bring that game up? Somebody already tweeted us today twice. I know, it's... the. I, I thought that was yesterday, but if that was today, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's why it's... Just out of nowhere, he does it. Why is it that your guys haven't revisit SOCOM? Do you not see what... PUBG is profiting from question mark question mark question mark next tweet damn no one is making the right moves at PlayStation or moves at PlayStation is just being a dick and following when they was leading it's just sad to see yeah they're making all the wrong decisions they're just awful yeah yeah they they I can't believe they're in business still <laughs> I mean I get it you're upset but Jesus yeah. think about think about what you're saying for a second and because I mentioned it there'll be six more months of SoCom tweets. Thanks, MJC. You're welcome. You're a prince among men. Uh, you know what? You guys can start tagging me in your SoCom tweets. There you go. Send them all the at the first MJC. Yeah, I will reply to each and every one of them. <laughs> I just love how they always copy us on it. Like we have a say in it. Yeah. Believe me, I was bugging the person that would make the call for years, and I'm I'm not being I'm not exaggerating years. And uh, it, it's yeah no. There are more important games like Warhawk That's, that needs to come to PS4. Yes, I will take Warhawk over SOCOM. Yes. I will say that. I will take Warhawk HD over SOCOM. Sorry, like after, but that's true. After playing Warhawk, uh, was it last week with you guys or two weeks ago? Oh, like, my God. God, I, I, need, I need Warhawk yeah. on PS4. Yeah. Actual yeah. Warhawk, not PS Now. Like I, I am 100% on board with that idea. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love that we, game. We need to change.org campaign that. <laughs> We should, uh, we should, oh, maybe I'll work something out with Sony. Yeah, right. To say, like, if we reach a certain amount of money for Extra Life and blow away our, our past years, that they'll yeah. commit to making a Warhawk HD no, or something. So, what we need to do is we need to go to PSX with Warhawk shirts and give them to Sean Layden. And then... So, when, when Sean Layden, uh, you know, crowned me king of all PlayStation podcasters last year... I was joking with him because he wore that Wipeout shirt and they brought Wipeout. I'm like, hey, would you wear a Sulcum shirt next year? He's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and it was hilarious because a couple of the guys that are that would actually be involved with that looked at me like, you're such a dick. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I'm, I'm going to get the PlayStation address and I'm just going to send t-shirts of games I want remastered to Sean Layden. I, I was going to look for a Warhawk shirt and I forgot. I'll have to look yeah. for one. I'm gonna I'm gonna totally start doing that. I'm just gonna like find shirts that I want. And it's just like, yeah, I may have to send a Warhawk shirt. Can yeah, you wear this in December. <laughs> yeah, this, make sure you send that to them now so they have plenty of time to get that working. Because <laughs> it's just the flip of a switch, you know. So it's like, 
Yeah, exactly. Just to flip the switch. Yeah. Actually, I do think that Warhawk could be converted easier than some of the other games, but who knows? Maybe the engine it's built in is just notoriously bad for that. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, um, I want to see that. We got we to gotta find some Warhawk shirts. I actually probably have some from when we had that big giveaway. When we had those little Warhawk figurine things to give away. Oh, I totally remember that. I yeah. wanted one. I think we have... I might have shirts, but I don't know where they are. I'll have to look. I know it won't fit me, my fat ass. So so you either need to send it to me or Sean Layden. And I'm, I'm serious about sending them to Sean Layden. Just like... Oh, I've already, I've already threatened to send shirts. I just haven't found the ones I wanted yet. Yeah, I'm totally going to send him a shirt. That this needs to happen. You need to video you putting a shirt in an envelope. <laughs> hopefully he then, when he receives it, he'll open it on video. I'll send them the video to show what I did. I'll have to work it out with some people. Or maybe I'll fly out there and give it to him. I'll hand deliver it. <laughs> I got the free flight still. There you go. See? Just everyone to start sending shirts to that man and hope he makes games out of them. Yeah, and then that'll quickly make the uh, the fun part about that go away and he won't do it anymore. Yeah, when he gets a truckload of SOCOM shirts. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. I don't think they ever made a SOCOM shirt. That was the thing. I was looking for one, and they, I don't think they ever officially made them. Ah, so you probably have to get a bootleg one from Redbubble. <laughs> yeah. Redbubble. Yeah, <sighs> I got a decent Rocket League knockoff shirt from there. I remember you trying to get us to make our shirts in there, and their their like tool was so terrible. I couldn't figure it out at all. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing Redbubble. Fuck these guys. Because <laughs> I'm not an artist, you know, and yeah. Fuck yeah, people. they want like specific formats and... Oh, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, enough babbling. Let's end this mess. Let's see if I keep this going one more time. No. All right. Because I'm going to go play a game before I go to bed. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for filling in tonight. No problem. Uh, let me know if you want to do this from now on, and we can just get rid of Josh. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, yeah, so next week, folks, we'll probably be on our normal schedule again. I think I, I have no idea when Josh is getting back or anything. I think he's back this week. So, um, but keep your eyes out uh, if you're interested on Pinball FX three. Uh, I'll do the stream on Friday, probably at 6 Central. I'll, I'll put some stuff up about that. We'll do it on the Twitch channel. It's over at twitch.tv slash psnation. When you stop by over there, you can always subscribe if you want. You know, link your Amazon Prime and, and subscribe. What Don't cost nothing. Just saying. Uh, but, yeah, keep your eyes and ears out, and uh, we'll have more stuff going on. And we got some cool things coming to the, pod- or to the podcast and to the website very soon. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and get out there play some games. Have a good one. Lego scat by. <laughs> oh shit, I'm in Washington, D.C. Jesus Christ, this is where Reagan lived, not far from here. Ron! Hey, Ron, they the one born, I ain't say shit. I mean, I ain't in Huh? What sucks? Reaganomics sucks? Or tell us something we don't know, motherfucker. It ain't like people sitting around going, really, does it suck? I didn't know. That's some scary shit, Reaganomics, man. Shit's changing, though. We got black politicians now. Who's that boy, um, Harold Washington? Harold Washington said, fuck it. And one. 
I know he's still sitting around going, I really want the motherfucker? <laughs> Jesse Jackson seen that shit and said, fuck it, I'm gonna run too. Fuck it. <laughs> Jesse, you can win. I see his brother's going, you can win, Jeff, because you bigger than motherfucking Howard Washington. Fuck Howard Washington. Fuck him, man. Run for president. And Jesse going, yeah, fuck that shit. I seen Jesse in the gym working the fuck out too, boy, getting in shape. You know, if he wins, because you know he got a chance he can win. White dudes like to do shit like that, vote for the wrong dude as a goof. They get drunk and shit and go in there and say, let's vote for Jesse Jackson. <laughs> I just voted for Jesse Jackson. The next day they be like this, they fucking won? Jesse know that shit can happen. He getting in shape. I seen him running around the track and shit. I said, why the fuck you getting in shape like this? He said, because I'm going to be the first black president. I had to get speeches like this. My fellow Americans, as your president, I feel, and we the people must get together and join hands. Are you watching these motherfuckers back here? Because I don't think they're too happy about this shit. Duty on. He won't stand still. It's bad, you know, racism, racism's still out there, but ain't as bad as it was like motherfucking 30 years ago. We've come a long motherfucking way. The white people don't even be calling black people nigger no more, especially when there's niggas around, so I guess I wouldn't know. <laughs> 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 well, at least we came that far. It used to be in the 30s, they say nigger, and you have to go like this. <laughs> <laughs> now you could do the James Brown on one of them motherfuckers. Go ahead. Straight up this shit, man. Brothers, man, I would hear to listen to brothers talk. I used to hear brothers talk about slavery. Modern day soul brothers, we act like we couldn't have been slaves and shit. I be hearing brothers say, shit, man, if I was a motherfucking slave, fuck that shit, man. Fuck that. Yo, I would have been out there and shit. I would have been out there, right? And the motherfucking master would say, yo, nigga, pick up that bale of hay. I would have said, yo, man, suck my dick, master. Suck my motherfucking dick. I ain't bailing shit. You bailing motherfucking hay, motherfucker. Then I would have got in my motherfucking Lincoln and drove the fuck off and shit. But the master could kiss my ass and shit. I ain't no motherfucking slave. It ain't like those motherfuckers wanted to do that shit. But I'm quite sure the first dude that got off the boat said, suck my dick. Then like 10 motherfuckers with whips said, whoosh. And the ones behind him said, no, we'll bail the shit. Just kick the fuck back with them whips, motherfucker. You know what's strange? I, I went to Texas recently looking for racism because I thought it was like real bad because I got friends that said, you better not go to Texas. And it ain't really that bad in Texas. I got embarrassed and shit because I got off the plane with all my black brother shit on and shit. Leather and medallion and shit. Got off the train like this. Dude said, this your bag? I said, yeah, it's my fucking bag. What's wrong? A black man can't have a suitcase? This dude was like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? <laughs> <laughs>